0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, bonus episode, 50
1: Centimeter. On this episode, we review the March 25th show in Honolulu, Hawaii, at Blaisdell Concert Hall from Weird Al's 2023, the unfortunate return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent, Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. (laughs) It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al.
0: Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al
1: Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Aloha, Dave. Hi. Aloha, Ethan! Wow, we're finally doing this concert review from Hawaii, all the way oh, back man. in
0: March. Yeah, it's it's been uh, more months than I think we're willing to admit. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, uh, we did leave a couple months from the end of the 2022 tour at Carnegie Hall before we recorded that one. So uh, this is just, this is the process, everyone. This is not us <laughs> being busy with our personal lives. Yeah. Um, I'll probably bring this up a few times uh, during the the reviews of the Hawaii shows, but uh, I know for me personally, these shows landed during like the busiest time ever. I was doing so (laughs) much touring for work and traveling and driving and flying that um, you'll find out. I literally like flew in and out for the weekend for these Hawaii shows. (laughs) I did not get to enjoy any real time except for the actual concert. So we'll go, go into that a little bit. Um, but man this this was so long ago. Dave, what do you remember? Do you remember any of this? Is this just going to be <laughs> us like making stuff up at this point? <laughs>
1: I have notes, I have notes, I have pictures, I think I can piece together, I think I can piece together enough that it'll be an entertaining episode, and whenever we don't know, we'll just make up like we always do. Right. We'll try to be as accurate as we can, Uh, but I mean, there's a couple things I do want to mention. Um, This is, this show was my lifetime number 225. Wow. This was also the 30th show I've seen on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent Self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. It's been a while since I've had to say that uh, full title. And, uh, you just said first it in the time... intro. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. it is. Many... It's been at least a minute. And it's the first time I have seen Weird Al in Hawaii because it is the first time he's ever played in Hawaii. And uh, this is also the most Western Weird Al concert that I have ever seen. Wow.
0: You know, I, I guess... <laughs> Um, I wish I should I, I, I wish I had my lifetime And what number ridiculously self-indulgent Show this was for me um, But I agree, it was my first time seeing Al in Hawaii And I think um, You know, one of the band members I won't throw anyone under the bus I think posted that Al was going to be In Hawaii before it was officially Announced, and as soon as we saw that Dave, I, I think we were just like It doesn't matter what needs to happen We have to be at Al's first ever Show in Hawaii
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I forget who it was that posted that. But yeah, it sort of leaked a little bit ahead of time that Al was performing in Hawaii. And absolutely. I mean, there's there's any reason for me to go Hawaii. Actually, <laughs> uh, J- Jackie and I, we, we honeymooned in Hawaii uh back in 2010 our wedding was in 2009 we didn't take our honeymoon till about a year later 2010 so we'd been talking about going back to hawaii every single year we're like can we do it this year can we make it work and then it was like this is the perfect opportunity yeah. to have excuse to go back to hawaii uh, for us to, and I'm so glad that you could join us because it was, I mean, we love Hawaii and we've been talking about going back for years. So this was the perfect opportunity. We just, as soon as I told Jackie, we're, she was like, okay, uh, where can, how can we make this happen? Because we're absolutely hundred percent going, you know, and the fact it's Weird Al's first ever show, it's most likely at the time we were thinking it's going to be the last show show that he's going to do on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour i got it right that time and, uh... <laughs> well it'd only been 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> so we said this yeah you know, we went to the first show on the tour we got to go to the last show on the tour i mean any excuse to go to hawaii absolutely this was like a no-brainer we definitely were definitely going to make this one work
0: and plus we, we thought we'd already been to the last show <laughs> and then it was like oh now there's another last show (laughs) so um no i mean it's just it's it's such an incredible place and it's some some it's such a special place to al i mean al and his family love hawaii they visit hawaii constantly they have a second home there uh obviously kimo is a huge hawaii fan i I think the other band members love it too but they're not as connected as, as maybe al and kimo are um, so it was kind of a, a cool experience, not only to, to get to go and, and see Al, but to get to experience Al performing in Hawaii for the first time with his band. I know he's done oh, yeah. you know, charity things here and there, but there's never been an actual, you know, uh, Al concert like that.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, this was such a special occasion and I'm so glad we got to go and, and, and enjoy it. All right. Like we usually do on these episodes, we like to start a little bit ahead of time, give you a little bit overview of what we've done. And I'm going to start out that Jackie and I, we flew out actually uh, a couple days early because we wanted to take advantage of being in Hawaii. You know, there's a big time difference between us here on the East Coast and Hawaii time, um, which I think uh, we officially dubbed that. Didn't we dub that? Jim Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West time or something I believe like that so. on the podcast <laughs> yeah I
0: believe we did <laughs>
1: Dave I'm going to pause you just
0: for a second because sure. it's been a, a number of months since we have recorded a review and I'm just so thirsty so I think it's time for a Coke Zero
1: solo <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I totally forgot that you're not allowed to drink anything in between uh, recording of bonus episodes. So yeah, it's you. You must be totally. <laughs> I punished. don't know why we agreed to that, but <laughs> I think uh, when intern Frank negotiated our contracts, he put that in there just to get on our bad side.
0: <laughs> so you guys flew out? Do you? Uh, so the, the show was on the 25th. When did you guys fly out?
1: So I believe our flight was on March 21st, uh, and we were basically going to arrive there late enough at night. So our plan was basically fly all day, arrive there and go to sleep. Uh, as soon as we got to our hotel, we had a quite an adventure getting there, uh, There are nonstop flights from Newark Airport to Hawaii. However, uh, it is something like a 10 or 11 hour flight. So we decided to break it up, have a layover in San Francisco and uh, almost regretted that because everything was fine. We're flying into San Francisco. We get to San Francisco. We're less than a half hour away from landing and... The worst storm in the world rolls through oh, San no. Francisco, and the pilot's just like, "There's a horrible wind down down in San Francisco. There's no way they're gonna let us land. We're just gonna circle around." So we circled around San Francisco for an entire hour before we before uh, the pilot basically he was giving us updates the entire time. He came on and he said, uh, "Our co-pilot did the math and figured out we have about five minutes." Left of fuel before we have to divert to San Jose, and I'm thinking, oh no, please do not have to divert to San oh, Jose. How no. am I going to get from San Jose to Hawaii? You know, basically, we were on like the last flight out of San Francisco to Hawaii that so it was just there's it, it was crazy now the good thing is that um, we're on the United Airlines and we have their app, and I could tell that the plane that we were supposed to that was taking off from San Francisco to Hawaii was also delayed because they were in the same exact pattern that we were. They hadn't landed yet. So at least I knew we weren't going to miss our plane because they were in the same situation. Uh, However, like a minute or so after the pilot said, we've got five minutes left of fuel before we have to divert. He said, and we just got the okay to land. We're going right now. So we landed like with like five minutes of fuel to spare basically. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, We get there and the other plane, unfortunately, that we were supposed to be on, I guess they miscalculated their fuel or something. So they never ended up – they ended up getting diverted. So it was a whole nightmare where now they have to find another plane and, of course, they got to find another crew because the crews have certain time limits they can work. Right. And we ended up spending another like five or six hours in – San Francisco Airport. Before we finally got on a plane, we ended up landing in Hawaii, Honolulu, at like two o'clock Hawaiian time. Two o'clock Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West Hawaiian time. In the Uh, morning. So in the morning, and so at that point, you know, all the rental cars are are closed. You know, we basically we are exhausted because now it's like we've been up twenty four hours. You know, type of thing. And uh, we just, like, we walk out and we're like, how are we going to, we have to call an Uber, we got to call a taxi, what are we going to do? We walk out, there's a guy with a, basically, with a taxi just waiting right there. And he's like, you need a ride? And we're like, absolutely, (laughs) get us to our hotel. And he was incredibly, he was a great guy. And he got us there and he, you know, told us a little bit about what was going on on the island and stuff. And we, our plan was we'll get up the next, we'll go to sleep, we'll get up the next morning, we'll go to, uh, you know, go to breakfast, then we'll go, take an uber to the rental car place and get our rental car mm. so it was it was a crazy trip wow. but we uh we we eventually got there so I do not even well, remember next... all of that <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> you weren't there you that. i know i wasn't there but i'm sure you told me at the time oh <laughs> uh, pro- probably yeah so next morning we get up uh we said i don't remember the name of the hotel we stayed at but it's was it was like a, the, incredibly coconut or something yeah i, I, I have, have it to... i have
0: it written down somewhere yeah, we both we stayed at the at. same hotel. It was called. Oh, I have it here somewhere. It, keep talking. I'll I'll interrupt you. Coconut. <laughs> it was just called Coconut Coconut <laughs> Coconut Waikiki
1: Hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a nice hotel. It was on the other side. So- it was sort of the way I guess Honolulu is set up. It or it was sort of kind of uh, not really on the beach, so it was a little cheaper than some of the other places. That were closer to the beach, but it was within walking distance to the beach. Uh, we asked the guy where to go for breakfast. He told us there's a place, you know, right, right down the street you can go to. We went to breakfast. Uh, we walked around a little bit. Then we hopped in a, an Uber to go to the airport. And on the way over to the airport to pick up the rental car, we asked the Uber driver, we're here for a couple days. We want to drive around the island. We've never been to Oahu before. Where should we go? is the most incredible thing. He gave us an entire itinerary for the entire day, told wow. us how to go drive around the Island. Stop here, stop here, stop here. I took notes and he basically planned our entire day for us. <laughs> um, I hope you gave him a tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and so, I mean, we, we weren't going to do that that day. We we were planning on going to Waikiki beach that day. So I took notes for the following day. We picked up our car. We came back to the, to the hotel. We got changed for the beach. we, Walked down to Waikiki beach, uh, which, um, if I only, if I could tell you like the names of a couple beaches in Hawaii, Waikiki is probably the only one I can mention off the top of my head. So it was pretty cool to get to go to such an iconic Hmm. beach. Um, was that the one literally,
0: our hotel was like kind of on the corner of an intersection and then you crossed that street and it was basically a beach. Was that the beach?
1: No, well, across the street from our hotel was a little uh, canal, Oh, it was I a guess. canal, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then the beach was four or five blocks away, so it was a bit of a hike, but it was, you know, you're in Hawaii, so who cares? It really, um, I,
0: yeah, and that the hotel really was quite reasonable. I mean, I was yeah. expecting a lot more. It was, I think it was less than 200 night. I mean, it was not bad oh, yeah. at all for
1: what we got and,
0: you know, the location. Oh, locations. yeah, it was...
1: Yeah, I would totally stay there again. Um, it was cool. We spent the whole day, Jackie and I spent the whole day at Waikiki Beach. Uh, very pretty beach. I walked up and down it, you know, saw some crabs on the beach. I saw people out on sailboats and things like that. Uh, it's just, it was really nice. In the distance, uh, you can actually see, um, i trying to think of that with the, it's called high, otherwise known as uh, Diamond Head. Hmm. Uh, the big crater there oh yeah you can see that from the beach wow uh yeah it was it's really cool um it it was such a such a nice day to spend on the beach in hawaii um some statues out there and things like that as i was walking down the beach it was it was really nice um basically after that uh we came back to the hotel and we had intended to go out to dinner, but we were so tired we just fell asleep until the next day so we, <laughs> <laughs> uh it was it was a busy day for us uh but definitely uh definitely. oh it was the ala 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 Wai canal was uh, hmm. right outside okay, of our, okay. our, our, our room um it was that was a cool little little park next to the canal you could walk down yeah yeah you know, where we ate the, where when you eventually came into the picture, we ate like at a little place right off of the canal there. So that was a, a breakfast that one morning. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> now I'm up to, I think I'm up to March 24th, maybe. Um, okay. Or we take our trip around the Island. So I'm not sure when you yeah. So I in.
0: I, I made it to Hawaii on the 23rd. So I guess this makes sense for me to hop in here. Um, I, mention how, how busy I was with work. And basically at the beginning of the year, um, I, so I work as a a touring, um, producer, uh, produce live shows that go touring. And at the very beginning of the year, um, my boss said, we need someone to be a tour manager for this, this one show that's going to be going out really heavily this spring. Um, and we wanted to see if you wanted to do it. So I had never been a tour manager before and I, Thought it would be a fun thing. It was a comedy show and kind of up my alley. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I, I think that'd be really cool. I'd love to get that experience and learn to do that. Um, so I agreed to do it under the one stipulation that I'm going to Hawaii to see Weird Al, and I'm not <laughs> missing that. <laughs> so um, what that ended up, I think not even by design, but it just happened to fall the way that um, the Hawaii... Weekend was between two long legs. So I basically was out for like two weeks straight and then I had one day off and then I, or I don't even know if I had a full day off. I think I basically flew home, hopped on the plane to Hawaii and then I had to leave right after the Maui show because I had a three-week tour or something like that. It was kind of insane. Um, So I believe I actually flew to Newark uh, for my connection and then I went Newark directly to... Hawaii, um, and I landed around two p.m. and I believe Dave, I believe you got it wrong. I believe it's uh, two p.m. Grammy Award-winning slack key guitarist Jim oh. Kimo West time. I believe that is the full,
1: the, ac- oh, right, right. the accurate, of course. <laughs> of course, Dave. <laughs> I was I was abbreviating our, our our episodes often go very long. How far, dare honestly, you? See if I could shorten them a little bit by by leaving out the words slack key guitarist. Well. Uh, everyone not. was confused i i guarantee <laughs> it uh so i landed around
0: two and got an uber to my hotel which took about 45 minutes because it it's kind of far from the hotel the airport and right. i basically got to my room and i slept for like 27 hours straight and i'm not even just <laughs> saying that because it's the weird l number but literally like looking at the photos on my phone. I can tell when I got to the hotel around three o'clock and <laughs> it was like six o'clock the next day that I woke up. So yeah. <laughs> I really needed to sleep. Um, so I basically just slept all day. And then um, you guys were getting ready to head out for dinner. So I just was like, well, I'm just going to explore a little bit. I went to the canal for, <laughs> this is on the 24th canal for a few minutes. And uh, there was a, a gay bar down the street and I was like, Gay bars are usually fun, so I went there and they were watching uh, Drag Race, and so I got a couple beers and uh, I had a nice time. The, the bartender actually bought me a drink, Dave. It was uh, quite Ooh, awesome. Nice. Never Ooh, had that cool. happen before. Uh, Very cool. And then you guys met up with me, and then
1: uh, <laughs> well, before we get there, let me tell yeah, you what about happened before the rest that? Of my day. Yeah. <laughs> so while you were sleeping, Jackie and I took our our trip around the island, Oahu, And, uh, we sort of went clockwise around the island at, as the, uh, the guy's suggestion, I guess, uh, Wahoo's almost, I wouldn't call it circular, but you can basically drive around in almost like a circle around cool. the entire island. Um, oh, wait a minute. What am I, am I, what, did you, what is kind of days here? Well, you, so I'm this, would, my...
0: this would be the day where you were following the plan from your guide, right? Or the, the
1: taxi guy. Yes, maybe. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So the first spot we, we kind of went to was this uh, Makapu'u. I'm, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Point. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. M a k a p u apostrophe <laughs> u Makapu'u Point Lighthouse uh, where we climbed up. Uh, Ethan, you would have hated it. It was it was like a mile straight up the side of a mountain no shade at all oh my god it was yeah. it was marked as an easy hike and i guess it was in that the path was paved <laughs> but that was the only thing that was easy about it but um it was it was incredibly it was a cool it was a cool hike uh except for there was no shade i mean you're walking up the entire side of the mountain. but it, the views at the top of this uh this thing that we walked up it was incredible um yeah so we did that we uh that was that was great. The lighthouse was at the top. Uh, there was a, like this view over the ocean and islands out, and it was it was great. Uh, it was a fun time. After that, um, we sort of drove around the island. I know we we stopped a couple times uh, to kind of to look at some things uh, along the way, um, and then we ended up going uh, to on on the way around. Uh, there's this we drove past this thing called Sandy Beach. Um Which we stopped at the beach, and I, I used went, to perform
0: uh, with a comedian, her name was Sandy Beach, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh there's like surfing and stuff going on there, and I ended up going in the water without realizing that it was really a surf beach, so the waves were incredibly uh oh yeah, incredibly I'm sure,
0: that's not good for swimming.
1: <laughs> you know what I might be mixing up my days here because uh I think my pictures are out of order um, I don't know if that was that was the right day or not um but i know that one day just make it up dave we'll, i don't think anyone uh, will uh, know
0: if you don't know nobody else is going to be listening and be like mm, dave i think you went <laughs> to
1: this on this day <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. Uh, I do know we did drive around the island one day, and I do know we went to the lighthouse another day and uh, the sandy beach later that day. So I don't know what the order is anymore. Uh, I'm just – I'm still in an induced <laughs> haze from, from the trip. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the sandy beach, I ended up going in the water. Um, and at one point, the lifeguard came over, and he's like, I've seen a lot of people break their backs, uh, you know. Doing exactly what you're doing so at that point that sort of scared me enough to leave me out of the water
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> i wonder if he was being serious or he's just like i bet i can get I this howly was. with this <laughs> joke
1: i'm pretty sure he was being serious because the waves were the most intense i've oh, ever man. been in yeah um and then at that point i realized i'm probably at a surfing beach and not a wading beach um just so uh, that See, was uh, you got
0: the heck out of there. Well, good. I got the heck out of there. <laughs> I'm
1: glad you did. Uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of a lot of great picture opportunities uh over those course of those days uh or day. I don't even know anymore. Um But yeah, event. Yeah, so then at that point we met up with you at the uh, bar. And uh, we walked down to the Waikiki Beach along the beach and tried to find a place to, uh, to eat dinner. And I was I surprised
0: like, at how, um, I don't know the right word, to, but I guess like um, touristy maybe is the right word. It, it, it was sort of like the, the couple blocks around our hotel just seemed like a normal, just like, hey, this is a vacation town. Everyone's just kind of low key. But then as soon as we got to that one strip, it was like. It reminded me of like Las Vegas or something like it was just like so many expensive stores and lights and it was um it was surprising to me it was it was such a, a jarring uh difference but it was really neat I mean there were you know people on the street you know doing like um, caricatures and um all sorts of you know excitement going on
1: yeah it was it was uh reminded me a lot of of walking through like Las Vegas it, it's sort of like a a beach version of Las Vegas uh, without casinos and things like that. But it was, it reminded me a lot of that, uh, the the whole atmosphere down there. Um, we ended up, I think it might've been a chain. We ended up going to something called like cheeseburger in paradise or something for, for dinner. Do you remember the, the name of the place? Yeah, it was
0: called cheeseburger in paradise. And I don't
1: think it was, um, like a Jimmy Buffett. It wasn't
0: like a margaritaville. I think it was like a off, nick-off, uh, nickoff, a knockoff. Uh, <laughs> I think they wanted you to really think it was a Jimmy Buffett restaurant without actually using his name.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. That's
0: my guess. <laughs> but we had a nice time there. Um, I b- I believe <laughs> <laughs> It was one of the few places that wasn't just like only fish on the menu, so it made sense for for me and for you guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a burger place for sure, but I know they had a couple of vegetarian options and things like that.
0: And I don't know that
1: we didn't really do that much shopping. I think we just sort of walked the strip
0: and then walked it in reverse and went to bed. I don't really remember anything else
1: from that night. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my timeline right here because I'm (laughs) all messed up. Yeah, I must have missed a day because, okay, so there definitely was a day where we just drove around the island um, oh, we went to the Dole Factory. That's right. We went to the Dole Plantation. Okay, so the, I have it on uh, March 23rd, so my timeline's all messed up. We went to the Dole Plantation as we were driving around the island. So we they grow and, and make the fruit
0: cups and stuff? Yeah, the,
1: the, the pineapples and cool. things like that. So that was cool. There's a train that goes through there, uh, which uh, which is right in the kind of center of Oahu. But the, the train takes you around the, the little – and you get to see around the little – pineapple patches, and you get to see all the different, you know, uh, stages of the pineapple growing and things like that, um, who we went there for sort of lunch. And uh, at that point, I know we, uh, we stopped at some, uh, fa- some uh, coffee place that, that uh, the guy suggested we stop at uh, to, to kind of, uh, Jackie got coffee there and things like that. Oh, Pineapple Express was the name of the train.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs>
1: yeah we went to this place where we got um he told us to stop at this shrimp truck and we got to eat uh like shrimp and all these chickens and stuff were kind of sitting around and then we stopped at this other place i'm totally gonna mess it up this is beach poo poo kia um <laughs> where where it's, it's kind of like tide pools where you can walk out and nice. you can see all the little the fish and stuff in the little tide pools and we saw all these little fishes and little crabs and things like that and it was it was nice uh it was a very nice day that that guy told us where to stop along the way and things like that so yeah i totally missed a somehow missed a entire day in there but it was it was a, so if you really care it was the uh, drive around the beach was march 23rd the uh, the other <laughs> for, those, the, uh,
0: for those making the spreadsheet of our
1: activities uh, on uh, on the island of hawaii <laughs> and then it and then it was the lighthouse and the uh, and the sandy beach on the next day <laughs>
0: Um, So then it was finally uh, the day of the concert, but we had a whole day in Hawaii to spend, so we got together with our good friend Alexis Adams, who listeners of the podcast would be familiar with. She joined us for a number of um, concert reviews over the past tour, and we went to, I think we went to that breakfast place that you guys had went to that you enjoyed.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the the guy, uh, the concierge at the hotel, incredibly awesome guy, uh, told us two places to go. One of them was the, the place that we ended up taking you and Alexis. Another one was some other place further downtown, closer to the beach, which we went – uh another morning just jackie and i um but yeah we we liked that place we decided to go back there with take you guys there It was close to the hotel and it was a it was a fun little place it was a nice little breakfast place yeah it was i think
0: it was like in the lobby of a hotel or something but their food was great and um we had a nice time and then we wanted to do something fun so i don't know how we decided upon it but we ended up going to an axe throwing place
1: yeah, I mean, we definitely wanted to find something indoors and oh, yeah. uh, cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was it was axe throwing, and uh, that was fun. I've never been axe throwing before. I had uh, never
0: so... been before, and I haven't been since. But um, <laughs> so... not not on purpose. I I would totally go back. Um, it was so much fun being with you and Jackie and Alexis because it was just like a good group, and we just all. Oh. It wasn't like hardcore like oh we have to win it was just we were all just having fun and laughing and um the place was called blade and timber and right
1: blade and timber yep
0: it was just so cool so the guy came out and he like he showed us a few you know there's all sorts of safety rules and things because you're literally throwing a sharp metal axe you know around um but (laughs) so he kind of explained the 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 guidelines and in some of the different stances so we just had fun like practicing our different stances and figuring out which ones we liked and it was kind of cool because throughout the afternoon he came back and he would teach us new tricks and new ways to throw
1: it yeah um, yeah we were it was fun yeah we were like the only people in there there might have been another group that came in late a little bit later uh but basically we had the whole place to ourselves so he was he was sort of giving us a lot of extra attention um one very funny thing is that the uh very first throw that Alexis yes. did. She throws. She throws the axe, <laughs> and it goes in handle first. Sticks in the board. Like, the I, handle. Like,
0: I have, the on handle. Phone, I have
1: like fifteen pictures of this because I think we were all just so blown away. <laughs> and, the, and like none of us had ever thrown an axe before, and Alexis just throws it, and boom, handle first. <laughs> and this guy was like, "Well, that never happens." <laughs> <laughs> Because, I, I mean, at first, you know, when you're still
0: getting used to how to hold it, how to throw it, when to release, you know, that whole thing, it's kind of hard to hit the board at first. And the fact that she hits the board with the handle and it sticks, and they're heavy axes, so she really, like, got that handle in there. Uh, that was yeah, just uh,
1: insanity to me. That was insane. That was a lot of fun. That was, that was definitely, I mean, you don't have to go to Hawaii to throw axes, but if there's a place to throw axes anywhere near you and you haven't done that ever before... Highly recommend it. Go with a small group of friends and just have a blast. We had so much fun doing that.
0: Dave, I don't know if you uh, took a picture of this, but I, I'm looking. I took a picture of the... I guess they have a an axe-throwing league uh, at this place, and I took a picture uh-huh. to see the, the names. I want to read them to you. Um, almost yeah. all of them are axe-related puns, but one of them is not, and I want, I want you to see if you can catch which one is not. Um, okay, so <laughs> okay. first one. Axe somebody. Axe Kickers, Accidental Discharge, The Great Expectations, The Axolotls, and Hatchet Hooligans! <laughs> <laughs> the Hatchet
1: Hooligans. <laughs> hatchet Hooligans, I love it.
0: We, there were a couple, um, I think we kind of made up our own rules and stuff. We, we sort of, like, had a game going and we made up our own rules and... <laughs> Uh, it worked out, it was fun, and I think there was one game where I was just kind of dominating, and then I think the only way that you could have won is to hit the blue uh, special dots, and didn't you, like, throw two and hit two blue dots or something and, like, come from behind and win the whole thing? There was some crazy thing that happened that was just extraordinary. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think if you threw if you threw at the blue dot if you hit the blue dot you got like ten points or something and I needed to hit like yeah I don't remember the specific something like that I I needed to (laughs) I needed to like there's one shot that I could have possibly done only one way I could have possibly won and I ended up somehow pulling it (laughs) off Yeah, it was it was so much fun. We Um, we
0: took a lot of silly pictures too and like you know uh, celebration videos. We we should. Put some of these together and post them. <laughs> <laughs> They're really fun. Um, so then I think we we went to this. I, I don't even want to spend too much time because it still kind of annoys me. We went to this one place um, for
1: well, was, before we get before we move okay, on. Uh, yeah. We should say that uh, that uh, at the axe sewing place uh, we were joined by the great Fred Older. Oh yeah. She ended up she ended up finding out we were at the axe place and showing up. To our surprise. Yeah. Um, I think we knew we were she was gonna be there. And we knew a bunch of uh, Weird Al fans were flying out for this. I know she was there, Peggy from Santa Barbara was there, and maybe a few others. I'm sure we'll Yeah, mention we'll mention and, it. Jeremy Samples was there. Right. Um
0: But yeah, it was it was a surprise to see Fred. She wasn't interested in, in throwing, um but <laughs> uh we we uh it was nice to see her. Um So, yeah, then we went to this place, Aloha Tortilla Factory and Cafe, and it took, like, two hours to get our burritos or whatever (laughs) it was. It was very bizarre. Um, And then... I think I blocked that out of my memory. I don't remember that at all. yeah, you you don't want to. (laughs) Uh, And then I I assume we went back and got ready because then we we headed over to the venue and we found... It was, like, a Japanese restaurant? Is that ring a bell? Uh,
1: Yeah, it was... It was, like, right across the street from the, the venue. It was yeah. sort of the, the venue had the, this weird – it was, like, a big venue, and it had this weird parking garage that was very narrow and went, like, on for blocks and blocks and blocks. I remember that. And uh, we ended up parking in the garage and kind of walking around trying to find a place. And, yeah, there was a place, like, directly across the street from the venue that was served sort of Japanese type of food. Um, it was called junpu. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Japanese or some sort of Hawaiian mix of food. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, it took like, obviously everybody going to the concert was going to that place. So it took us a couple of minutes to get seated there. Lots of Hawaiian and, shirts, uh, though.
0: Not just because oh, yeah. it's
1: Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I had the people showing up for the Weird Al uh, concert. Um, and yeah, I thought the food was OK. It was it was nice. It's nice to sit down and, and spend uh, some time there. So we were getting to the
0: venue early because we had VIP and we had early access to get there. And when we got in, we were surprised to not get one of the um, the sticky uh, cloth passes that we normally would get. Um, we were actually given purple wristbands.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> so I, I guess uh, yeah, they ran out they of fly
1: the passes out or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we were there not too long. Uh, We immediately saw our buddy Kamal, but then we ran into a sort of legendary uh, guy from Weird Al's past, who I think it was my first time meeting him.
1: Yeah. uh, Gonna put us back a little bit in the timeline, um, because we Always need to talk about it. Where we saw Kamal, we actually saw he's the tour photographer, by the way, for people who don't know. Um, we saw him; he was sort of running the VIP, and he's the one that kind of gave us the. Uh, they was running the. Oh, that's right. The VIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and he, and he kind of gave us the uh, the VIP stuff and and the merch and the bands, and then we headed over to the merch booth. Oh, he I actually. Believe.
0: What I'll also say is, he did give us sort of a a teaser. He said uh, something. He said there's gonna be a surprise tonight.
1: Oh, that's right. And he wouldn't tell us what he it was. He wouldn't tell us what it be... was. <laughs> he said there, there's gonna
0: be a surprise tonight. And we're like, I hope it's a good surprise. <laughs> and <he's> like, <laughs> Well, you guys are gonna love it. So um Okay. So that's right. We'll see what that surprise was. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll cover that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope we do.
1: Uh yeah, so we, we, we knew that uh I think our next stop was the merchandise booth and we stopped there uh, because we always stopped there, but also we knew that there was a variation of the, uh, the shirt that had Hawaii dates on it. Um, So we wanted to make sure uh,
0: we picked that up. And also, you know, the, the Hawaiian shirts were no longer called Hawaiian shirts because in Hawaii, they call those Aloha shirts. So there was, um, (laughs) there was like kind of a a paper sign and and I'll have more about this later. There was a paper sign and it just said Weird Al Yankovic merch, no quotes around Weird Al. And then it just said (laughs) Aloha shirt, $75 tease, $30 tumbler $30 water bottle, $15. So it was, it was kind of a a cutback. Um, um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say, Dave? Cut back uh, uh, <laughs> inventory. Inventory. Thank you. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. it, it wasn't everything, and they had just got done with the European and Australian tour, and everything they brought, they had to basically pack. So it was just. Um, or ship or ship or pack. So there, w- there wasn't a whole lot, I guess is, is right. what I'm
1: trying right. to say. <laughs> there was, a, there definitely was a stack of, uh, Aloha shirts though. In my picture, I could see, I think I've never seen that many Aloha shirts at, uh, for sale at a Weird <laughs> before. Uh, I'm looking at my pictures. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, there were two, There were, uh, I know who you're talking about, who we met, uh, iconic, uh, and then I'm trying to get the order right. Okay. Yeah. So we met, uh, this person first. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I don't remember if he came over and and said hello to us, or I spotted him out of the corner of my eyes, or we just kind of saw each other together. Yeah. But, uh, but um, and I shouldn't shouldn't have been surprised that he was there, but I had no idea he was going to be there. Uh, Mike Sultan, and uh, Mike is an old old friend of Weird Al's. I either went to elementary or elementary school or high school together i know they're they're friends for a while mike's on a lot of or some of the early recordings he did that whole um, hotline what's the name of the hotline oh my gosh i'm blanking on it three four seven uh, spatula <laughs> <laughs> something like that the equivalent of the three four seven spatula hotline uh the, the little call-in number that they did uh, he was heavily involved with that when al was doing that stuff so he's on some of the demos he recorded some some stuff and things like that old friend of 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 uh weird al's uh, he was at the star ceremony yes and a couple other spots i, I met him uh, he was he does a lot of traveling he spends some time in hawaii and he was there with uh, his wife maggie and they actually said uh, i said wow did you come out just to see weird al and he said Coincidentally, uh, we were vacationing in Ho- Oahu uh, and we found out that Al was going to be here. So we ended up obviously having to go. Um, <laughs> he said he was only going to the, uh, the Oahu show. He was not heading to the Maui show. Uh, but yeah, it was such a such a cool surprise to run into Mike. And I think this is the first time maybe unless you met him at the star ceremony. This is the first time you got to meet Mike. I
0: believe it was the first time I got to meet Mike. Um,
1: and this is,
0: it, this is not an issue. This is just something that's been kind of a funny inside joke. Um, uh, when Mike's, uh, wife took a picture of us with Mike, I don't know how she even got the phone to zoom out that far, <laughs> but it's like the tiniest picture of us. And then like, you see like this giant room. It's so funny how far away, cause she wasn't standing that far away. I don't even no, know she how far. Was- that Less, she was
1: like five feet, five feet from <laughs> us, and somehow, somehow she was on the other side of Oahu when she when yeah. the picture came out. I don't know. It, it, yes, I I agree. Not an issue, but it was it's, a fun, funny moment. It was that just a had. funny
0: thing to look at. Like, how did that even happen?
1: <laughs> so yeah, it was it was great to meet Mike. It was great to meet Maggie, and and uh, it was a lot of fun. And I don't know if uh, you were part of this conversation or not, but um, there was a family that was uh, actually. Oh, I gotta! I think we um, just
0: saw them, and we just were like, "This is a family we need to talk to because they." um, All I have written down is Indiana and
1: family, and I believe it was Indiana's birthday. Does that sound accurate? Um, They Uh, might have been, might have been Indiana's birthday, but uh, he basically we were so. uh, Ethan, you were wearing your Cal Poly Architecture shirt, and I was wearing the shirt that I got at the Weird. The Al Yankovic story premiere, the Alamo, the, uh, yeah. Hawaii, the Alamo uh, Draft House premiere, uh, the the Weird Al, the Weird Al Yankovic story, blue Hawaiian, or I guess you should say Aloha shirt uh, with the accordions on it, and he basically said, "I they, I love your Weird Al shirts," and he, I think he got your reference with the Cal Poly architecture, and uh, he was he was incredibly nice, and um, is this the same family where? Was that the second night or was that this night? That's what I'm trying to remember. No, that's that's it. No, it's it's this night. But so um, Indiana, um, he he was talking, and we were mentioned to him how uh, I think we asked him if he'd seen the movie at the time, and I think he said he was or he was going to go watch it soon. And we said we're in the movie, and that really blew his mind. And I remember he was talking to us for a while, and he told us his mother uh, was a background actor in a in a movie at some point, and so his mother was with him um and so we but he
0: just, like he he kind of came up to us a few times that night he's just like i can't believe i met someone who's in the weird out <laughs> movie and it was really cute and uh, but this is
1: the funniest thing he said because after after he told us his mother was uh was an actor you know in the same way that you and i are actors right uh, she did like one background he he said he came up to us at one point he said you two are the nicest actors i've ever met and i <laughs> Indiana your mom's standing right next to you <laughs> but yeah he was he was he was a lot of fun to talk to and uh I, this is the part where I, I know you were interacted us with we were there interacting with Indiana but this was a, a separate family I don't know if you got to meet them or if you just saw them from a distance um but they were dressed up in in cosplay the entire family um yeah mom was dressed up as as tacky uh, was
0: this the family with the uh the the dog tags or was that
1: Indiana Oof I've uh, good good question. I had so um, I don't know
0: if I met the the cosplay family, but I think Indiana and his sister, they had these little dog tags that were etched and it said Weird Al Rocks Weird Al Rocks Hawaii two thousand twenty three. Um and then Okay,
1: well that's that's the cosplay family, okay, yeah, Because I have a I have a story about that. Okay. Uh yeah. Yeah, so so mom's dressed up as tacky. Dad's dressed up as white and nerdy. The daughter's dressed up as foil and the son's dressed up as like a surgeon, a surgeon. And yeah, you're right. They made their own jewelry. They had dog tags and things like that. And, you know, we, you know, as we do, we had stickers and other fun little giveaways that we brought with us. Like we always do bring to all these concerts and you know, we and gave them a few stickers. Cause they're obviously big weird Al fans. And as a, you know, the, as I'm handing them the stickers, this, the uh, son comes over and he says we got something for you and he gave me a rock, an actual rock and on the rock is stamped Weird Owl Rocks what? Uh, I didn't get it one. Says, Hawaii, 2023. <laughs> I know it's and there's a picture of Al on there, and it's just like I was Whoa. like I was blown away. It was the coolest thing ever. So yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get one, but uh, this is what this is actually one of the coolest gifts I've ever gotten. Um, and it's it, it's I have a little display of Weird Al things, and it sits in my uh, wow, my how display, cool my uh, my glass. Uh, glass display case because i love it so much um yeah i think i showed it to you i don't remember same, that remember, Dave. I, I think you uh... remember maybe maybe i was keeping it from you because i think he would have gone through my luggage and stole it yeah that's probably um. it uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just looking at my, my picture I, I took a picture of their really cool dog tag and i'm
0: assuming that's the same um design as on your rock um the sort of i think it's the even worse Alface. face right yeah and then yeah um, it looks like a cutting board the The daughter was holding, yep. a yellow cutting board, and then etched into it was, I love Weird Al. It was so cool. Yeah. What a great idea. They, yes. What a fun family. Yeah,
1: they, they were a fun family to talk to. I don't think I ever caught their names, but uh, they were. I had a lot of fun interacting with, with them. And thanks again for the amazing rock. <laughs> well, since the other kid was named Indiana, maybe this was Ohio or Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: um, uh, while we were also out in the in the um, the area of before the, the lobby, concert, yeah. the lobby. Thank you. Um, so we did run into our friend Jeremy Samples, and we ran into yeah. our friend Wendy Lippert. So a couple of more mainland USA folks flying out uh, to see the show. It was really cool to to get to
1: see them. Yeah, and I also mentioned earlier, but uh, Peggy from Santa Barbara was there too. Also. Right, and Fred, who we mentioned, yeah. and Fred, Fred, of course. Yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was kind of nice to see some mainland folks, um, Mike included, uh, Mike and Maggie and uh, Jeremy and Wendy and Peggy and all the rest, Alexis, and you and Jackie. Oh my gosh, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> There might have been more mainland people than, than Hawaii locals. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and we were sitting I like, that.
0: I feel like we were sitting like in the front row or second row or we were close to the front and I was thinking like, Al's going to get out on stage and be like, I came all the way to Hawaii just to see these same fuck people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I don't have anything else until the show actually started.
1: No, uh yeah, I don't remember the ex- exact <laughs> the exact seats we were in, but yeah, remember we were close to the front, I, and obviously we, like we, was, we should have been because I think we bought it like the the sec- like the second they went on sale. Yeah, I, I think I was with Alexis.
0: I think I was in the front row, and I think you guys were directly behind us. And then I think maybe I, we were all that in the might front have been Maui you're thinking about because I, I think I was f- uh, front row both nights, front or second row. Right. I don't remember. It was close. It was good seats.
1: Yeah, we were. Yeah, absolutely. We were yeah. definitely had good seats both shows. Uh, yeah. So I don't have anything else until the the concert either. So let's. Uh, I guess we could dive right into that. Um, so, a show was scheduled to start at eight p.m. And you know, uh, if the show is scheduled to start at eight p.m., what that usually means is.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I was just about to say. Is um, the last show with. Uh, our friend J W. Hallford was the Detroit show, and then he was not on the European or Australian mm. tour, and that also meant he wasn't on the Hawaii shows. So we were wondering, right, what the heck is going to happen? Gonna... Right? <laughs> how are they going to start the show without J W.
1: <laughs> and how did they start start the show without J W. So I am
0: confused. I don't know that we ever <laughs> met this individual, but I believe there was a crew
1: member who went by the name Void. Is that? Does that sound right? Uh, I'm relying entirely on you. My memory is is I I can't even keep my days straight. I can't remember what day I drove around the island. You expect me to remember what happened? My
0: note says Uh, (laughs) that void
1: intro chemo. Ah, yes, void. I think you're right. I think uh, I think his name was void. I think he was void. I think he might have been the monitored
0: um, tech. I'm not really sure, but yes, I did not say that wrong. I didn't meant I didn't mean to say emo. Chemo, he introduced Jim Chemo West, the Grammy Award winning slack key player of which the time zone is named after, was introduced to the (laughs) stage. And we, I couldn't have been more excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this, this was a, and this might have been the surprise that uh Kamal was talking about because this was, this was so cool. We, we obviously, we thought, how cool would it be? Chemo's in his, his home, you know. His home state, basically, uh, you know, this is he's known for slack key music. How cool would it be if he came out and did the show? We, of course, didn't expect that to happen, but here he is showing up. Eight oh one, uh, Jim Chemo, Grammy award winning Jim Kimo West, Hawaiian slack key guitarist. Time, eight oh one, he shows up and Kimo comes out in a, re- a red Hawaiian shirt and uh, he's like got two lays. Yeah, on his, red and white yeah, lay, red and light white lay, and he just comes out and. It was so cool, I mean, I had seen chemo perform in Hawaii, Jackie and I ha- coincidentally this was not planned. you know uh chemo was playing in Hawaii the same time we were out there. We asked Kemo if we could come to his show uh so we got to see him perform Hawaiian slacky guitar music in Hawaii on Maui before, but we did not expect to see it this time in two thousand twenty three so that was that was so cool to get to see chemo and i I have to. Believe, and I don't know this 100%,
0: um, but I believe that's the first time Chemo opened a Weird Al show with his <clears throat> solo music.
1: Right. And I think uh, when Chemo was on our podcast, it might have been episode 200 Inch, we asked him about this, and uh, he said that. He was prepared because um, they had needed a contingency plan in case, you know, Emo got sick on the tour to be the in-opening act. Uh, he was prepared to be the opening act. So uh, we didn't know this at the time, but uh, he had sort of always been kind of the backup plan to be the opening act uh for weird al should something happen to emo on the tour right um so we uh but we didn't know if that was the case at the time if if emo was still coming out if this was a one-time thing if this if chemo or, was asked to, or to be yeah was this just yeah. like
0: we're in hawaii let's have chemo do it we didn't know what right. what the reasoning was
1: behind it but we loved it what? i mean it was oh it fantastic. was
0: incredible <laughs> pretty
1: and and Kimo played for for like I have him playing for 18 minutes, and I have it. He did four songs, and we can kind of talk about some of the songs. I don't have the titles, but um, I
0: have. Okay, so he he said he opened with a a tribute to a great ukulele player. He dedicated the song to um, Bill Tapia. Is yeah,
1: that well, that, right? that's what I have for the second song. The oh. first song he did was just a Hawaiian song, and I'm not sure the name of that one, but uh, obviously the crowd. The crowd, they were all, for the most part, except for a couple mainlanders that were there, were, uh, were Hawaiian locals. Right. Um, there's only a few people who are crazy enough to fly over the Pacific Ocean to go see where it outperformed. Um, but yeah, so uh, they all knew the song. They loved it. I didn't catch the name of it. The second song was the one that he, uh, he dedicated to Bill Tapia, or Tapia. I'm not quite sure how to say his name. Um, and it was called Hula Blues, and... Uh, and I, his... I wrote down that the chemo said he hasn't played it in 70 years,
0: which he was 69 <laughs> years old at the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so maybe a slight exaggeration on, on Kimo's
1: part. Might be. Might be. <laughs> but it was cool. Uh, I have the the third song. Oh, I also A-caca have Akaka Falls. Ki- oh, go ahead. Yeah,
0: Akaka Falls. But he said, Sorry you have to put up with something
1: not funny. <laughs> 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 oh, the horror. <laughs> I've been seeing, seeing the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West perform in, in his album I, 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 I mean, we couldn't have asked for anything more. I mean, this was an incredible bonus we got to see. And I don't know the name of the third song. I have something written down, but uh Hetty lari Does that sound right to you? Yeah, he
0: Ilari is what I wrote down. Okay. Yeah. And um, I wrote down that when Kimo was talking – um, we we know Kimo. We've we, we've interviewed him a number of times. We've both known him for years and years and years. And I caught that his voice had more of a Hawaiian accent than normal. I think you know the same way where you know if someone like has a, a strong accent and then they leave town and then when they come back for the holidays, they like they kind of fall back into their old. Um, I don't know if you if you've ever experienced someone like that, but I I, I got that feeling with Kimo I- that. He had this, like, he was back in his element, and so he just had this sort of, like, Hawaiian way of speaking, and it
1: was so cool to hear. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I picked it up at the time, but, yeah, that that's that's a great observation. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It, what was really cool about this this fourth song is uh, Kimo had a special guest uh, show up.
0: Um, that's right. It, well, I want to also say, before he introduced the song, he said, this is a Big Island song. It's the first Slack key ever recorded, in 1946 by uh and i i don't know what i wrote but it looks like it says lobby <laughs> panahui um and ah, he said it was yes, the he Ilari the well, he said aka the waterfall song Ah, okay and then ask uh, i wrote something frank to google that. that says prevna shaona
1: and i think that was the name of the special guest maybe 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 um it was the special guest was a hula dancer, and uh, authentic, that real hula authentic, dancer. Authentic, <laughs> real hula dancer, which was was awesome. <laughs> you know, she was she was incredible. She, she really did was. An amazing job. Um, if you've never and just seen, added so much to, yeah. to performance to see chemo singing with next to the hula dancer. Uh, it was it was incredible.
0: She was great, and uh, if you've never seen chemo with a hula dancer. Uh, it's incredible. You you just like, it's worth it to go out and see chemo sometime when he, cause sometimes he'll say when he's doing a gig, sometimes in California, that there will be hula. Like you have to right. make sure you go. It is so awesome.
1: It adds so much to the songs. Yeah. It, yes, absolutely. So I have, uh, I, that was such a treat to get to see chemo. I know we've said it before, but that's just, that's incredible to see chemo. Opening up for chemo. Imagine chemo opening up for Weird Al, right? That just (laughs) think about that for a minute. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How cool. So now you know it's. uh, I have the ending time of chemo is eight nineteen. So I have an eighteen minute set from him. Um, We don't know if emo's coming out or not Um, at this point. Yeah. Um. But then I have at
0: eight thirty. Uh, Void comes back and introduces emo, and I have emo. Is taking the stage at 8.32. Okay, yeah, I had 8.31. So, okay, so somewhere yeah. around there. Um, and Emo came out, and you may be wondering what Emo was wearing. I think that's what everyone is wondering <laughs> the most. They're, they're like, we don't that's care about everyone... hearing about chemo. We don't care about your trip. <laughs> what was Emo wearing? Well, he was wearing something completely different. Uh,
1: yeah, this might have been the first, the first time I've seen him in this outfit, I think.
0: He was wearing... Um, uh, all black, uh, black pants, and a black button-up shirt. <laughs> yep,
1: long sleeve, long sleeve, black button-up shirt, untucked out of his pants, and he was carrying with him three yellow bags <laughs> draped around his uh, off his shoulders. <laughs>
0: it was so great to to get to see emo again, and um, I think I I sort of in the the reviews from the early twenty twenty three shows that were in the U S. I talked about it. it. Sounded like emo was maybe adjusting his set to be a little bit more English as a second language friendly, and mm-hmm. I definitely noticed. I don't have any specific examples to share, but I definitely noticed that some of his jokes were worded a bit differently. And I think it probably had to do with being overseas for a month uh, in in places that yeah. that don't necessarily speak English <clears throat> as a first language. And I think it was interesting to kind of hear
1: some of the tweaks and I know it had been even longer since you saw emo. So I assume. Well, yeah. Cause I, I, right. I hadn't seen him. You saw him in, in, in February, you know, a month or so earlier. I hadn't seen him since the Carnegie hall show, the end of October. Right. Uh, so it's been, a, it was a long time since I've seen emo and yeah, I, in my notes, I have that he has a bunch of new to me jokes and a lot of modified versions of songs I heard. So I agree with everything you said, uh, that you know his his set is constantly evolving. Like even like it doesn't it didn't need to, which was the because like you know only you know people like us go see multiple shows and are gonna notice a, a difference. He could have been the same exact set every night, but I think along the entire tour, every single show emo set was different. Um, you know, so it was he's always continually um writing new jokes tweaking the ones he has he's a i mean there's a reason why he's been pre- performing for decades and at the level he's been performing at because he's a wonderful performer yeah so it, it definitely worth seeking you know emo out if uh, he's doing a show near you uh certainly his set is is always funny always amazing and always changing so you could see him Multiple nights in a row, like we did, and and, and still still uh, laugh yeah. every single night. Um, and I do have, I do have. I don't know if he did your favorite joke, but I did write that he did do my favorite joke, <laughs> um, the the bridge joke. For people right. who uh, are wondering, and I have that he he ended
0: at nine o two was his end time. Yeah, uh, so about half an hour. And I do have some pictures <sighs> confirming that the four of us were sitting together in the front row um okay alexis me jackie you right in the front row um couldn't have gotten any closer uh pretty yeah okay
1: yep yep By CS. yes (laughs) i I agree that's right i mean that makes sense if we're gonna go to hawaii we're gonna we're not gonna sit no we're gonna gonna buy vip we're gonna sit in the front we're gonna (laughs) yes we did buy vip for this one and, and the next show um and, and I'll have a little bit more about the VIP later because there's a funny incident that happened there. But uh.
0: Now, before before we get to it, I do want to let people in on something that we were noticing. So um, I am Facebook friends with Miles J, who is the son of the incredible Steve J, And I noticed, you know, in the break between chemo and emo that he posted on his story, basically a picture of him backstage. And he said... Uh back with Weird Al and Fam in Honolulu tonight and my first time in Hawaii. So then I was thinking, oh no. Uh I wonder where's if Steve's gonna be here or what's going on. So um hmm. it wasn't long before um we heard um the the way that they had been introducing this
1: Well before before you get to Oh you have something that before is, that I have a, okay. I have something have something in the little break. Um so you know uh We've just seen chemo perform. We've just seen emo perform, and uh, now there's you know it's the show is start scheduled to start at nine o'clock. Now it's uh chemo we said ended or emo ended at nine zero two. So I was scheduled to start at eight o'clock. Chemo ended at nine Oh two. So now they're an hour later. I've decided, Oh my gosh, this is going to run late. I've got to run out to the, the restroom. Um, so I used a little break after emo to run out to the restroom. And for some reason, the bathroom at this, this theater is outside. So you actually oh, have to go geez. outside <laughs> to, um, to, yeah, they, they line you up outside to use the the men's, at least the men's room. Huh. I it was weird, but what was interesting, like, you know, you know, they're playing music in the lobby and um, – or in between uh, the, the Weird Al and I guess – I don't know if it's the same music that they're playing in the venue that's out in the lobby or not. But I hear out of everything like that they could possibly play, I hear the theme song to the show Dirty Jobs, the show with Mike Rowe. <laughs> I was like, what a random total song to hear. <laughs> the Dirty Jobs theme song. But yes, I just – I had to write that down because I wow. was just like – like wow where did that come from <laughs> wow <laughs> all um, right now now we can jump ahead okay. to uh to the concert so
0: i have 917 is when they started playing o fortuna which is uh how they had been starting the show since the february yep. shows
1: in 2023 and I'd, my my note on o fortuna is Loud with one exclamation point. So it It, must have been... (laughs) The volume on that must have been turned up.
0: I wrote, it scared us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We must have jumped
0: when it it, uh, started playing. Um, But not too long after O Fortuna, um, our suspicions were confirmed when Steve did not come out, but Miles came out uh, and sat where we would normally see Steve. So it was a a Miles show. Um, But of course... Um, no, there, there's a little bit of discussion about that coming up, but uh, they went right into the first song <laughs> of the night. The first ever Weird Al song in Hawaii
1: was Young, Dumb, and Ugly. Yeah, all right, so I mean, I, yes, it was was definitely interesting. Um, I, I think we should talk about Miles right now because um, this is the first time I've ever seen Miles perform. I was su- as surprised as you were I didn't get the I didn't get the Facebook notification that he was showing up, and I don't remember if he told me or not. Um, yeah, I think when you were backstage. listening to the Dirty Jobs theme, I was checking my <laughs> Facebook profile. <laughs> so this caught me totally by surprise. Uh, you know, the first thing that goes to my mind is, "Oh my gosh, is Steve okay?" Um, second thing is, "Oh my gosh, I'm seeing Miles J. I've never seen him perform um, in all the 225." or 224 previous shows that I've seen, I've never seen Miles perform. Um, how cool is that um, to get to see this? Uh, so yeah, my mind was was racing. Um, I see Miles show up, You know, he's, he's in this black shirt with this really cool, colorful design on it. Um,
0: uh, he's, Bermuda he's... was wearing um, a shirt that uh, our friend Jake Larson had made. Um, and I also wrote down that Kimo was wearing a different shirt from what he wore when he did the slack key.
1: Yeah. He was wearing a, a red Hawaiian or Aloha, uh, long sleeve shirt, uh, for the, his set. And then for the concert itself, he was wearing a blue long sleeve, uh, button down shirt. So button up shirt. So yeah, he had changed shirts, um, And I'll wait, so as I know you always uh, report on what Weird Al's wearing, so uh, I'll let you uh, talk about what Weird Al is wearing. (laughs) I am looking, and
0: I don't see me writing down anything about Al's shirt. Um, Maybe I wrote it later. Okay. Let's. Yeah. We'll, well, if I don't have it written. Oh, I do have it written down later. So we'll we'll wait okay. for that.
1: All right. So we'll get we'll get to that. Okay. I'm jumping <laughs> ahead. I'm jumping ahead.
0: Yeah. You can't you can't reveal the exciting <laughs> uh, <laughs> secrets, Dave. <laughs> um. I. Yeah. So um, I did I, see. At what point? I when do see, we want to talk about? Um. I will say that I noticed on Al's little table, I saw a cowbell and a megaphone, <laughs> and a
1: glass of water. <laughs>
0: And now I don't in know, a clear
1: in a clear cup in a clear cup.
0: I don't know what this is. I see. I wrote down chemo, audience times three miles. I have any idea what that means? And then I wrote <laughs> so close. Any idea what that meant? All
1: right. So <laughs> do you have any idea? So I, I have some notes. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I don't know if what you what you meant, but I do have that chemo. Uh, did come out and took a photo uh, with his phone. Um, oh, that would have been... And... Okay, no, that... Multiple times. That would have been... Times, Al took a picture um, of
0: Chemo. He took three pictures of the audience, and then he took a picture of Miles okay. during...
1: Oh, um, okay, yep. And then uh, when when they came out to the audience, uh, so there's that uh, whole uh, hang loose thing that you do in Hawaii where you put your your pinky out and your thumb out, yeah. you know, and you do that. So that's how... That was the... Uh, the pose I was doing in the picture when Weird Al took a picture of the, uh, the audience. I don't, um, and, uh, Miles, I, I, just gotta say, he was so excited to be up on stage. It, It was, it was, his energy was incredible. Like to see him up there, like just for that first song and everything. All right. He said, so
0: Al goes, Aloha Honolulu. And he said, "This is yep. our first ever show in Hawaii, and to <laughs> and to mark the occasion, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, he said, "We played uh, the other. We played the other 49 states, and then I have punch a card, free yeah, yogurt." Yeah. Yeah. So he said, uh, <laughs> "So he had already.
0: This is his first time. This is the 50th state he's performed in." Um, so he's going to get a, be able to fill his punch card. And that means he gets a free <laughs> yogurt. Oh, <laughs> uh, he said, uh, give it up for emo. He says traveled yeah. around the world on a bus with emo. Um, <laughs> or, or if you would have told me that in 40 years, I'd travel around a bus with emo. It sounds fine. <laughs> right. right. And then he said, uh, eagle-eyed uh, people in the audience may notice that Steve J is not here. And yeah, Dave, I he's... think we are who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's eagle-eyed.
1: <laughs> uh, I definitely had my uh, eagle eyes on that night yes. because I noticed Steve wasn't there. Uh, he said that uh, all he said up on stage was that Steve J had a medical issue. Um,
0: a medical emergency, uh, I have written.
1: Yeah. And
0: that he said, Miles flew in from Los Angeles and landed an hour ago.
1: Incredible! <laughs> wow! Oh my god! <laughs> so, so, that explains that Facebook post. Why he was a backstage? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So incredible, and that that I assume is
0: also why we got a uh, a little treat with chemo, just to give a little bit more time uh, for Miles to make yeah, it. Yes. So,
1: so again, like we mentioned, we're recording this. Uh, way too long after the concert uh so we know obviously um we've talked to chemo since then you know chemo said you know one of the reasons why he came out was because uh, sort of to buy some time to, right. to allow uh miles to get to the uh, venue and get set up and stuff uh they knew they they that uh Miles was coming in the last minute. Um we do know that uh Steve did have a medical issue. Uh, we did not know at the time, and we know that Steve is is okay now. So, you know, people listening, um, if you're not, you know, following Steve on social media or seeing some of his posts, uh, know he is fine right now. Yeah.
0: And uh it was it was scary um and Uh, we were absolutely scared, um, you know, as, as everything was unfolding, but now months later, luckily, um, we haven't heard any, anything but good news. So, um, and what an incredible thing for miles to literally drop what he's doing, hop on an airplane uh, with literally no notice and, and fly to Hawaii. I mean, that's just incredible really
1: is yeah and and also knowing you know that uh mile uh, steve is miles father knowing that um, steve is having this medical emergency and you're filling in for your father and you know you it's got to be running through his mind the entire flight over and and when he gets to the venue just is my father okay is he going to be okay is every you know so it's just the the professionalism of of uh, miles in that moment it, definitely something that needs to be pointed out and come and you know uh, just he was a total professional oh, a total amazing amazing to, to to do something like that knowing that um again we're recording this later we found out you know after fact if miles could not fill in they would have had to cancel the show so if miles could not make that flight if miles did not want to make that flight, did not want to show up. They would have canceled I mean, the two shows. Miles
0: is regularly touring himself in Europe and yeah. really strange countries. And, and you know, the fact that he happened to be there, I mean, it, it would have been, yeah, they would have had to cancel the shows and that would have just been um, such a, a tough situation to have to deal with for Al and, and the band and, um, and the folks in the audience yeah. who are excited to finally see Al for the first time. So... Um, it was sort of a, a best case scenario, um, that everything came together and that we got such a spoiler alert, incredible show. Um, but, uh, really glad, glad to see that. I'm I'm glad you got to see, uh, miles for the first time because I I did get to see him a few times, um, the previous fall when I was seeing some shows in California that he covered for Steve for.
1: Right. All right, let's all, let's lighten the mood a little bit with my first Coke Zero solo of the uh, episode. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, that was a good one.
0: Um, yeah, I like that one. Al said uh, he's he's got a um, uh, a bunch of deeply unpopular songs for you, <laughs> just like this one, and they went right into first world problems, and mm. I wrote down that Al still has a goatee. And I had seen Al with a goatee <laughs> um, for a couple shows in February. And Dave, I know you've told told me, I don't know if we've talked about this on the air, some stories about you sort of seeing Al do a show with a goatee. So I don't know if you want <laughs> to tell us about that.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I've seen it like maybe twice, two, two times or something. Um, generally, when... When Al comes out with a goatee, uh, at the shows that I've seen him, uh, he <laughs> he would come out with a goatee, and then this was shows with costume changes and things like that. In between the the sets, while he's off stage, he would shave off you know the the beard part, and he'd come out with a mustache. Then he would shave off the mustache and be totally clean shaven. <laughs> um, this was by the, this was because. Because at the time, he was doing Amish Paradise. You don't want to have a beard, a mustache for Amish Paradise, you know. So by the time he got to Amish Paradise, he had – So it was sort of like I had heard of him. I would heard of, that he had done this a couple of times and I had seen it uh, – usually i think it, he, times. he would do
0: it at like the opening of a tour like the first the, show. The, of the opening tour. of the
1: tour and i remember uh it was one time i don't remember what tour it was uh it might have been poodle hat tour I've, it's coming to mind is that he came out like after a long break you know he had enough time to grow the the goatee <laughs> out you know so they, they they weren't they on previous tours they weren't touring for six months in a row right, they had little right. breaks in between so you know he had a couple months off to, to grow out his facial hair so he would come <laughs> so on stage do the bit, with the the times to tour, <laughs> and then you know he'd play a couple songs he'd go off stage for the first costume change and shave and come out and he'd be like something looks different and then he'd go off do a couple songs go off stage come back and be totally clean clean shaven so it was yeah so uh did he do that this concert ethan <laughs> Uh, he did not,
0: and um, <laughs> much like the the shows earlier in the year, and also his European and Australian shows based on photos, uh, he just kept the goatee. And so, I guess this would mark not only your first time seeing uh, Miles fill in for a whole show, but Al <laughs> performing with a goatee for a whole show. <laughs> uh, it's
1: just, as far as I can remember, yes.
0: <laughs> and, um... This is the point which I decided to write down what shirt Al was wearing. Um, okay, he was. I wrote down that he was the shirt he was wearing uh, would be named Hawaiian tumbleweed.
1: <laughs> so okay, he was wearing his Hawaiian tumbleweed shirt, uh, and this is this is a black shirt with sort of white f- white leaves uh, white flowers on it and uh, orange sort of flowers. or white leaves on it, I guess, and orange flowers. I think he's worn this shirt yes, before. He's worn it, a and bunch I'm sure you've i'm sure you've given it names i don't remember i'm sure name. i have
0: <laughs>
1: what, what did you call it again the hawaiian
0: tumbleweed shirt <laughs> and okay. it is a hawaiian shirt so it's the hawaiian tumbleweed hawaiian shirt
1: <laughs> or maybe the aloha. aloha yeah the aloha, aloha tumbleweed
0: shirt. <laughs> aloha shirt <laughs> okay. hawaiian. i don't know um <laughs> so first world problems was great um Did we even say that, that Al came out and did First World Problems? I can't remember.
1: Nah, nah, we just did. Okay,
0: that was the second song, First World Problems. And I guess I was so busy coming up with a catchy name that (laughs) I didn't write anything else. I just wrote um, that I can see Al's shirt so clearly because I'm in the first (laughs) row.
1: (laughs) All right, so that, after First World Problems, he picks up his accordion, as he does every time he picks up his accordion, the audience goes, woo, and then he played a Zydeco tune.
0: She said that, you know, uh, people uh, often confuse Zydeco with polka because they're both accordion-based musical genres, and he said that, um, you know, polka has its roots in Europe, and he said Zydeco is more Cajun in roots, and 95% of them are also about um, Pearl Jam singer Eddie Vedder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and, of course, the song is My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder.
0: <laughs> and then, I don't know what I wrote here.
1: Oh. So I have uh, scribbles, but I, wrote I can that, kind of translate that, them if um, you want me to.
0: I wrote that Aaron wanted to hear this song, and I, th- I think she must have missed it on those February shows. So I wrote, sorry, Aaron.
1: Oh. <laughs> Should have went to Hawaii. What were you thinking? <laughs>
0: I think she actually had gone to Hawaii like yeah. earlier that year, and so she was so bummed that <laughs> she right. she went, and then it would have been just kind of crazy to go right back to Hawaii for a weekend like I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only crazy people would do that. Yep. Yeah, he said. uh, I'm- paraphrasing here, but he made a movie, Weird the Ayankovic Story. Not and just, sure uh, if you know,
0: but he made a movie <laughs> last year, which is a 100% true biopic. He makes a movie every 33 years like Clockwork. And yep. um, he said something about like this track from the first one, or title
1: track. Here's the title track from my first one. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, so obviously he played UHF. Yes. The, the-, the theme song to the movie UHF. So um, So that was a nice, nice treat. And uh, my notes here is uh, I, you know, again, this is the first time I'm seeing Miles J perform. And uh, I noticed how much Miles sounds like his father, Steve, like his voice. (laughs) Voice and playing. Voice and playing. Incredible. I wrote in my notes, if I close my eyes, I swear Steve was singing. So... (laughs) It's incredible. So it's incredible just how, I mean, how much like I mean, Miles. Miles is a tall gentleman like his father. You know, he's he looks a lot like his father. Yeah. You can definitely yeah. tell they're related. Um, and you know, he uh, he plays like his father and he sounds like his father. You know, so it, it's like, it, it was almost like having Steve there. But I mean, Miles of course was adding so much you know of his own personality to it as well. Right. But as far as like the sound of the concert it and miles sounds a lot like steve so uh makes sense they're related you know uh but perfect you know perfect replacement for for steve absolutely
0: and i you know again we have a little bit more insight into some of these things because we are recording this a little bit later but uh, i did have a conversation with miles at one point and he told me that on that last minute flight he took to hawaii um one of the um, the airline people they let him sit. You know how like the 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 airline people they have like their own little like fold out chair that they can sit yeah, in. Yeah, the the, ju- the jump the seat, jump seat. Yeah, the jump seat. Yeah, yeah. They let uh, Miles sit in a jump seat so he could practice his guitar. And he basically oh. had um, it plugged into his headphones, and he was playing along to the Weird Al songs that he would be playing. And, oh wow! you can't really do that in the middle of, you know, three people, <laughs> <laughs> or in some case. I mean, I think one of my Hawaii flights, it was like two, and then three, and then two. There's like seven people to a row, right. so. Um, it was really cool that they they were able to be flexible and let him do
1: that. Yeah, could you imagine that you're you're sitting in the middle seat and you're like a guitar, um, <laughs> half of it's on half it's on the person on your left, half of it's on the person on your right. Hey, can you uh, finger the? Uh, yeah, the, can you the, put your hand here? <laughs> you strum the, the <laughs> G chord. Strum this a little bit for me. Perfect. Yep. All right. All right. Now let, let's give it a little bit more. Uh...
0: I mean, I would be down for that if he was sitting between you and I, Dave. I think we would have a fine. Oh, well. but I think most people are trying to take a nap on that flight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's incredible. Had not heard that story before. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. Really, yeah, yeah it was that's really sweet. And well, that's awesome. I guess I'm, as we re-
0: tell the reviews, you'll you'll find out why I, I uh, had a chance to speak with Miles. Um, okay. So, um, I have written down for UHF that Al waved his fingers for the cowbell part perfectly.
1: So good job Al I mean he's only had the entire tour to get it perfect (laughs) He's only had
0: his entire life 33 years
1: That's right Um,
0: So then Al started talking about how he received a phone call From the president of the record business Uh, He said the guy was depressed and drunk And slurring his words uh, And was talking about how the record industry was in the toilet And he, of course, um, attributed that to the hooligans. Hooligans! Hooligans! (laughs) And uh, Al said he hates to hear the 1% cry. (laughs) The (laughs) 1%ers cry, yep. (laughs) So, of course, um, that gave us uh, a great rendition of Don't Download
1: This Song. Yes, uh, Don't Download This Song. Um, I, my note, I don't know why I have this, but my note on the song is echo on permanent scar, scar, scar.
0: Yeah. So I guess there was some sort of echo. Yeah. There was a bit of an echo I have for scar, R, and then law, ah, ah. Um, so I don't know if that was a vocal effect or if it was Al kind of, um, creating that echo, but, uh, it definitely was something that you and I both caught apparently. Um, yep. (laughs) I have that, um, at the beginning of the song, it was just me and I don't know whose name this is. It could be Jackie. It says like, it looks like it's Selena, Ethan and Selena. Uh, I don't know what that means. Maybe it's
1: Celine Dion.
0: Maybe Maybe Celine Dion was there, (laughs) but maybe it was Jackie and I, or I I don't know, just a couple of us were doing the, um, the cell phone, uh, flashlights. Um, and as the song progressed, um, people slowly started joining in. And I have that yeah. by the end of the song, a lot of the people were um, shining the flashlights.
1: Yep. I have a picture of uh, which I which I do occasionally when uh, when we're sitting in the front row or near the front row. I do like a selfie of myself and Jackie with the all the cell phones waving in the background. So, yeah, you could see like. A majority of the people all the way up, even including up in the balcony, uh, were had their cell phones out and waving. So I love that that moment so much where I don't download that song. I was happy it happened uh, in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad it yeah. sort of caught on because you, know, you have to assume that if these people have spent their whole life in Hawaii, they may not have flown out of s- – state to see weird Al. this could right. be the first time they're seeing al or or this song performed live so the fact that everyone caught on and it's it's so so fun to just be doing that um was really mm-hmm. neat
1: yeah uh, definitely
0: and then al said i believe he, once the song ended he said i think he changed the world tonight <laughs> to you yes know, to people who are shining lights did.
1: um he said i think we changed the world tonight and then uh, he did say there's a weird energy yeah um and
0: he, he says it's because, uh, you know, uh, you know what you guys are expecting. You know, you know, you know we're going to do it. We usually save it for later. Um, but they um, he then called for drum solo. And I have that Bermuda hit it two times. And there was no John Bermuda Schwartz. What a guy uttered after his. uh <laughs>
1: Interesting. Yeah. So uh, what I have is, uh, which we didn't mention, because why would we, is that uh, for the first couple songs, Miles, when he came out, he had his he has long hair like his father, longer hair than his father. Um, It was down and just sort of just like somebody with long hair would have just long hair out. Right before the next song, Miles put his hair up into a bun. Um, So I have a picture. Thank you for uh, reporting on that. It's important. It is. It is. Uh, Um,
0: (laughs) Did you say what the next song was?
1: No, because then they went right into I Remember
0: Larry. I Remember Larry, too. Yeah, that's what they played. Um, I wrote down (laughs) that someone, I saw someone stage right in the wings watching the show, uh, but then through the song they left. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. And I want you to, to share everything you have for I Remember Larry. And then I have one thing I want to say at the end of I Remember Larry. So if you have anything okay, you well, want to. I
1: have, I have three words for I Remember Larry in my notes. And it says, I try echo. So I'm guessing the echo was back for uh, I try, the lyric
0: Okay, try. okay. I have, uh, I don't know if you would even believe this, Dave, but I have something that I wrote down that. Calls for a little song. So uh, stand by to hear okay. our friend Zeb Lemke. Okay. Okay. Yes, Dave. Even though it's the second last show of the entire tour, I <laughs> have written down an Ethan suggestion. Um, so wow. So this okay. is pretty crazy, and it may relate okay. to – I may have – Uh, Sort of um, Talked about this before and I think I have That I really think they should be Performing the backwards part From I Remember Larry (laughs) And I think in the past I have talked about how I think that should be Ruben doing it um, Because he doesn't really do anything else On stage he might as well (laughs) Have something to do Uh, (laughs) But I think The reason I decided to write down This Ethan suggestion was because a few months prior on New Year's Eve, actually, I saw a, a great show featuring both um, Jonathan Colton and They Might Be Giants, and they, uh, They Might Be Giants, they did a set where they sort of took an intermission in the middle and then came back, and they told us, they're like, if you're here because, like, your friend brought you, you're not going to think this is super cool. But all the nerds here who are big The White Giants fans are going to love this. They're like, we learned how to play one of our songs backwards. So they said, we're going to perform Ooh. it and sing it backwards. We're going to record it. And during the intermission, we're going to flip the video. And then we'll play it for you. And you can see how close we were, which was wow. freaking awesome, Dave. And so it was the song Sapphire Bullets, and they literally played the guitar, all the music, and the words backwards. They flipped it, and it was pretty, pretty close. It was incredible. Wow! So if these guys can do it, I think that Al and the band can do that. One little phrase. Um, I don't want to get the wording wrong. I know you have it pretty well memorized, Dave. Uh, now you must have
1: an awful lot of free time on your hands. Yeah, they. Sh- they. Sh- so, so, <laughs> you just you just want now to be clear. You just want Alan the band to perform that one line back, it's not the entire song. Backwards. Yeah, they don't even have to do. That. Honestly, Dave,
0: okay. they could just take that sound clip from the song and play it. <laughs> they don't even have to perform okay. it live. I just want it. If they're going to try and recreate the album, which I know Al strives to do, (laughs) they need to have that reverse part. They don't even have to go as far as They Might Be Giants. Another band that that Al likes quite a bit, I know. Yeah. So uh, that's my Ethan suggestion. So Dave, you tell me, do you uh, second that Ethan suggestion?
1: Well, I'm going to second that Ethan's suggestion, but I'm also going to add add a little twist to it. I'm going to challenge uh, Al and the band. I'm going to ask that maybe for like an April Fool's Day show or you know so, some other special event, they perform an entire concert backwards. <laughs> <An> entire concert. <laughs> not, te- not tell anybody. Everyone's just like, what? record it <laughs> and then put it online, flip it, you know, the video like they might be giants did. Put it online, see how close they get, and just release it as sort of a fun little thing on Al's YouTube or something. <laughs> an entire um, concert? All right. I'm not going to yes. I'm not gonna say they should do an entire <laughs> concert. I think that would be kind of bizarre. I
0: think the people <laughs> right. who would appreciate that are people that we know personally, Dave, <laughs> ourselves yeah. included. I think they should take something like Harvey the Wonder Hamster, a short song, okay. an easy song, record, just perform that one backwards at some point. All right. That would be cool. Uh,
1: Where I thought you were going with this when you brought up uh, Ruben, how uh, you wanted him to to be the, uh, you know, to do the the backwards, I remember Larry, the the lines in I Remember Larry. uh, Wow, you must have an awful lot of free time on your hands. Um, I thought you were going with uh, the fact that... um, Ruben is uh, the new guy in the band, except for obviously if Miles is oh. up there, Ruben's no longer the new guy. So the new guy in the band should be the one to perform That's the line backwards, which means that Miles, while he was on that plane ride over to Hawaii, <laughs> he should have been learning the, the, how to say "Wow, you must have an awful lot of free time on your hands backwards" instead of practicing his guitar. You're right, Dave. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Miles. Do something. Get with it. (laughs) New guy. You're the new guy. You're the new guy, at least for these two shows.
0: Oh man, that would have been great. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) I hope you have a, at least a complimentary notes to what I wrote. What came next? I saw something. Congratulate you all. Congratulate. Uh, Something
1: yeah, something.
0: I mean, yeah. Congratulate you all, and then he said, uh,
1: "Slack key stylings," and then he said, yeah.
0: "Emo Phillips experience."
1: Whatever this is, he, he said, uh, "The Slack key stylings of uh, Jim Chemo West." I think he might have been uh, been referring back to Chemo set at that point. Um, um, then he said something about the uh, the you should write the Emo Phil- Phillips experience, and then whatever this is. Um, yeah, I, I, that's all I got. So I got exactly the same notes you do. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Then he said, value each of
0: you, your echoes future.
1: (laughs) Well, I have that. He wants to tell each of you your future and break it into 12 groups, 8.3 per 3% of the audience at a time.
0: And there must've been some echoes when he said your future, future. Um, oh maybe. So maybe they were p- still playing around with echoes. Um and so of course, if we're gonna hear our future, of course we're gonna hear your horoscope for today. <laughs> and the note the one <laughs> measly note okay. I wrote down for this song was can hear miles. So I guess um oh. it was a, a, a good song to hear um, you know, the uh vocal and uh bass contributions from miles and it sounded great
1: well okay i have i have one note and that's why i was chuckling because of what i wrote i wrote that the uh person behind us was really excited and bouncing in their seat oh so this was uh this was uh obviously something that the person sitting directly behind us really wanted to hear uh their horoscope for today well dave their horoscope were, for
0: today were they bouncing or were they skanking
1: <laughs> i i wrote bouncing but it's been a while maybe they were skanking were they excited to hear their future or were they excited for this song <laughs> or both i'm assuming the entire i'm assuming the entire song but because I, I didn't specifically wrote down write down like they only were bouncing in their seat during sagittarius um so yeah uh i assume it's the entire song they were they were very excited and bouncing in their seat <laughs> Uh, even
0: though we, we just talked about how Ruben was not the newest member in the band anymore, at least for uh-huh. this performance, I have that right. Al, uh, introduced his newest member, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> yep. it, uh, even though he joined in 1991, um, you know, he's, he's still, um, still like family or I don't know.
1: Yeah. So I have the, the next song features the newest member, Mr. Ruben Valtiera, um, and he was uh, Keyboard Magazine's sexiest sexiest keyboard player of 1982. And then uh, they
0: did the thing where um, Al asks him <laughs> to do some poses while uh, right. Bermuda plays like the camera shutter noises, and right. some of the poses that Al called for. I wrote down re- "Release <laughs> the Kraken." Yep, uh, and "Sexy Monkey." <laughs> yep. Did you
1: get, catch any others? Uh, those, those are the. That was, I had to release the Kraken. Okay, way, but yes, uh, it, they, they were having a lot of fun with with uh, Mister Ruben Valtier, the sexiest keyboard player of 1982. Uh, and then, there. yeah. And then absolutely. at the
0: end of this bit, Al says, "You may now play keyboard," and uh, Ruben <laughs> re- re- replied, "Mahalo." <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> yep, the cover pose music that they always yes, play I love that. and then uh then they yes that the next song they went into was why does this always happen to me which
0: of course starts with a great ruben solo yeah yes of course um i don't know what this says it says simpsons arrow to al yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: oh, thanks I'm, for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Um, and I also have that uh, Kimo just held his guitar the whole time, as he <laughs> always has done for why always shows. does
1: for that song. Yes. I think didn't we
0: ask him on 200 we inch about that?
1: We did. We asked him uh, why he does that, and he said uh, he's not 100 percent sure, but he thinks it's just a comfort thing. Oh, okay. Um, he's, you know, it's it's just he's used to holding the guitar in front of him. It was not for no like I know you had sort of thought maybe you know if. If you know Rubens' keyboards, uh, you know suddenly you know had a power failure or something. Chemo <laughs> might jump in and, and play the keyboard parts <laughs> on his guitar. It was nothing. It was nothing. No, no sort of conspiracy theory like that. It was just the fact that he just that, sort of uh, shrugged
0: at us he, over the phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was sort of like no. Nah, it's just really I, I I it's a probably a comfort thing more than anything. I'm used to having a guitar in front of me, so uh, there, it's just the way I the way it is
0: <laughs> what I was um really excited about was um when in the song where Ruben has the little solo like the instrumental break um yeah Miles swung his chair around to look at Ruben and that's just oh. like how Steve does so it was kind of oh. I I have to assume that you know, when Steve was teaching him the show, he wasn't like, all right. And then at this point, and why does this always happen to me? Be sure you turn around and look at Ruben. Like, I think it's just kind of sweet that, you know, the two of them are, are I guess, similar yeah. enough that um, they both would think like, oh, for this part, I want to I want to be able to see uh, Ruben. So I thought that was really sweet.
1: Well, I mean, come on. If Ruben's doing you, what was it? The uh the release the Kraken pose and the uh, the, the, the monkey pose, whatever the that one was. Sexy monkey Sexy monkey pose. I mean, you you, you don't want to be facing away from Ruben <laughs> as he's doing that. You you want to you want to see this. I mean, this is this is Keyboard Magazine's sexiest keyboard player right. of 1982. Right. I mean, how often do you get to to see such Up a close. incredible <laughs> Uh, Yeah, right. I mean, he's, he's mere feet away. Of course he's going to turn around. If he didn't, I would have, uh, I would have gone up there and yelled at him. Um, I also,
0: (laughs) I made a connection, um, to the, of course the line where, uh, he stabs his boss in the face and he's upset because he bent the tip a little. And that reminded me of axe throwing earlier in the day. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Of how we're, you know, throwing sharp objects. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially
1: yes to be clear we were not throwing sharp objects at people and i do not think we bent any tips i don't
0: think so either um <laughs> <laughs> all right i have something about i don't know what the word says but something with jim first time yeah, i made a
1: deal with jim oh, 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 the oh first... yeah
0: yeah if you have this go ahead i have it too but i if you have it better if I can read my right, All right, I think I can do it. He made a, he made a deal okay, with Jim. It. I'll fill it's it. It's the first time he this has ever been done where he did a warm-up with the Slack key, but the deal was he would only do it um, because he has more uh, Grammys than anyone else in the band combined. <laughs> uh, yes. So now he's going to do a Power G for 45 minutes. And Yes, uh, he made
1: a deal with Jim <laughs> that if he... If he uh, I they he mentioned that was the first time he ever did a slacky uh, guitar. But uh, the deal he made was because Jim had more Grammys with than anyone else in the band combined, than everyone else in the band combined, he would allow, allow Jim to do a Power G chord for 45 minutes. And then, and then Kimo, Kimo said, thanks, Al. Appreciate it. Uh, you guys are going to love it. <laughs> and uh, For the next 45 minutes. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the next 45 minutes straight. It was... It was long. I wrote in I wrote my notes long, and people were clapping <laughs> along. Um, so, Chemo was taking advantage of, uh, of uh, the deal he made with Al, and uh, and they he played for quite a long time. One of the longest ones I remember. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> but then, of course, it wasn't a full forty-five minutes.
1: They went into my own eyes as, as one would yeah, expect. Yeah, it was. Only, it was uh, I, we were timing. It was only forty-four minutes and fifty-nine seconds. Yeah, it wasn't so, a full uh, forty-five. Yeah. So. Uh, Nice try.
0: I noticed um, for uh, during my own eyes that the lights on stage were sort of dancing around and and um, moving around, but they were not on. So I don't know what that was. Oh. I don't know if that was on purpose <laughs> or if they're warming up, doing their stretches, doing some yoga. but um yeah, the lights huh. on stage danced around with no light is what I wrote down. Oh,
1: interesting. Got nothing on my own eyes. Um, I think we were just so stunned to be in Hawaii
0: (laughs) seeing Weird Al that we just (laughs) – we're speechless.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I, I was thinking I didn't take a lot of notes, but I really – I filled up an entire notebook here, so I must have. But at the time, I felt like I'm not going to take a lot of notes uh, for these shows because uh, this is just such an amazing experience. I want to take it all in and, uh, you know. But, yeah, I, I ended up taking a lot more notes than I thought I was going to. Um, so next I said one of the reasons um, we do this tour is to showcase the band. Um, John Schwartz. he has been since, since September 14th,
0: 1980. The Dr. Demento uh, Radio Show. Yeah, Doctor- mm-hmm.
1: yeah um ruben valtier he met on grinder <laughs> which uh, um, uh ruben did a
0: spit take <laughs> 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 then he said uh, miles J, I met him when he was a baby <laughs> and then he uh he said that he said uh, he, he did mention how
1: miles was in the amish paradise uh, music video yeah
0: and he said um he was the guy um looking at the uh the nun with her, uh, pulled
1: up, uh, ankle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. The Amish, the Amish, uh, woman yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah, the nun. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he said he's known, uh, he's known miles all his life. And, um, he said that he met, uh, Jim Kimo West at a wedding in Kauai at a cheesy tiki bar. Yeah.
0: a chi- uh, weird, cheesy tiki bar, weird little cheesy tiki bar. Um, And you'd you'd assume that in a lounge like that uh, That the band would be pretty corny But um, he really enjoyed Seeing Jim play And he offered him a 45 year contract
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I always uh, tweet tweet These out and I tweeted it out As the dare to be stupid Cheesy kawaii tiki bar version
0: (laughs) So then of course That led into dare to be stupid And um i only have that myself and jackie uh volunteered uh, and i have the jackie yeah. volunteered with her right and i volunteered with my left hand <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, sounds good to me I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going with it i trust i trust your notes on this one uh yeah so that was uh i was dare to be stupid uh and then, um, I have my notes say that after the song, Miles runs off the stage and puts in, uh, ear monitors. Yes. And, uh, so at this point, um, long-time listeners of our podcast probably have figured out what the next song is going to be. Uh, but, uh, I was very excited at this point that we were, we're getting this song, uh, is one of my, my favorites to see on the tour. And, and um. Happy to see Same that Miles uh, does more than just play the bass. He also knows how to play keyboards as well.
0: Yeah, Al said that um, it's a fourth-generation cassette. He, or he heard this song as a fourth-generation cassette tape. It was a live performance. <laughs> well, he said,
1: for, first, he said this is a cover song by The Doors, and there was like a few woos, and he said, yeah, that's the usual reaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so this was a performance from uh, the Whiskey A Go-Go in 1967. And, of course, um, all of that ultimately means
1: uh, we're going to hear Craigslist. (laughs) We did. (laughs) We did. We did. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, I wrote
0: that the coffee shop was called Island Unit Coffee at Ala Malala Boulevard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so so yeah, so I, I, I know I meant to look this up uh, at some point, but uh, I have Island Vista Coffee oh, okay. on, then I just had some Hawaiian name, Boulevard, and I thought it might have said Island Village Coffee, but um, I forgot to ask intern Frank to look it up uh, ahead of time, so it's uh, one of those.
0: Um, what did you have written down?
1: Oh, Island Vintage Coffee in Waikiki. It's probably that yeah, one. Yeah, that makes sense. Island Vintage Coffee in Waikiki, and that would be on – oh, yeah, good luck. On 2301 Kalakwa Avenue in Honolulu. Okay. Kalakaua, <laughs> K-A-L-A with a line over top of it. K-A-U-A. <laughs> okay. So um, good luck with that. It's got to be Island Vintage Coffee. How many other coffee places are uh, in – dave i
0: usually leave uh craigslist up to you to uh write down <laughs> oh yeah so all i have written down it looks like it says like marmalade wolverines <laughs> or something <laughs> <I don't
1: know. laughs> wow man my, my all right we're gonna try this um the cover yeah cover yourself in marmalade and feed you to the wolverine. wow or the i wolves. was right about
0: that <laughs> I did not.
1: I totally was guessing on those words. <laughs> <laughs> Big Texas Radio played Baby Shark, of course. Um, oh boy, to some kind of eyes desert. Oh desert, so, something with the eyes in the desert. I don't know what that is. All right, uh, in a bright blue convertible. <laughs> wow, in. Oh, with wind in – okay, a bright blue convertible with wind in your hair and bugs in your teeth. (laughs) Um, And then an abandoned – I guess he went to abandoned Jiffy Lube um, where an old wise man told him, Toto? (laughs) Chokey? Oh, Toto. Toto Chokey Heimlich Maneuver. I don't know what that okay. means. I guess he's choking. Maybe he started choking and gave him the Heimlich Maneuver. I'm guessing that's what it was. I
0: love this uh, telephone game that we play.
1: <laughs> our notes from <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> with, with my car, he doesn't even say thank you. Okay, so he must have... No, oh, he must have maybe left with the car he doesn't even say thank you i don't know Mecha leka hi honey, ho. uh the,
0: the only other thing i wrote is that i wrote cheap. milk so i, I must <laughs> it must be that uh he drank the very last bit of milk <laughs> uh something i have
1: i have uh i think it looks like it says like tater tots so it must have mentioned tater tots at maybe some this, point. that's what
0: it smelled like
1: uh, smells like that's it yes you're right Wow, smells like tater tots um, <laughs> and then uh, the secret was that he uh, left he he left the empty carton of milk in the refrigerator
0: <laughs>
1: so there's your milk Here, so that was uh, that was months ago Craigslist notes uh, scribbled which he always, they're always so funny oh my
0: gosh I love that uh,
1: yeah I would love a super cut of all of them <laughs> oh can you imagine oh wow um, is that, an Ethan, is that Ethan's suggestion? Uh, no, I'm not going to, that should be, I, okay. well, <laughs>
0: suggesting to, uh, Al to do. Yes. Uh, sorry, Al. I, I would suggest that to you. Um, <laughs> I thought you, <laughs> you meant like we're asking our, our listeners to cut together oh. <laughs> us talking about Al's. <laughs> oh no. That, I don't no one, wants, no to one that. wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um so the next song was velvet elvis and
1: yes that familiar hum that only means velvet elvis is coming
0: and then the note i have is that chemo's guitar sounded distorted on the intro so i don't know if he was had the wrong setting or if that was a new thing he was doing um but that was the one note the sole note i (laughs) wrote for velvet elvis
1: I have a, I have a note that says "feel the wild radishes." I don't know what it means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you must have been fe- hallucinating. Feel, feel the, feel the, vi- va- ooh, geez, feel the. I have no idea what that is. All right, I must have been in a in a velvet Elvis uh, induced uh, coma. There. Wow, I have no idea what that. means. Maybe it means I could feel the because uh, you know like the vibes maybe the vibes is what i was going for something yeah you know, like you could feel that song like not, you not just hear that hum yeah the kind of the, the base that, of that song the, like that base the of that song that that the vibrations yeah maybe that's exactly what it says feel the vibrations yeah something we're like i that.
0: mean we're right right in the front right in front of the speakers so um that would make perfect sense yeah much better than feeding the wild radishes i, I definitely did not do that um um and then how about you talk about this next song
1: okay um so this is a song i don't think i had heard this introduction before no this was Um, the first
0: time you heard it
1: so this is uh this is the song is nature trial to hell but it's got that he at some point along the tour uh he added a the funeral for a friend introduction to it the elton john sort of introduction to it so uh, this is the first time i got to hear that introduction i heard it
0: yeah i heard it back in february and um he must have kept it because yeah he played it again and i would love to hear i i i think my, when i heard it for the first time i told you that i loved it and i i didn't know what it was at first and um i thought it was really a fun thing and a really a a, a cool way to introduce the song
1: yeah i mean it's been a while but i i sure i felt the same way i mean absolutely i mean the nature trail to hell you know from from knowing me and from listening to this podcast is one of my favorite favorite Weird Al songs of all time and you know hearing it perform live it's always a highlight of of any show I'm at and yeah this little added funeral for a friend introduction yes absolutely incredible keep it absolutely anytime you want to (laughs) play that song. Uh, th- that's my Dave suggestion. Dave suggestion. Keep keep Funeral for a Friend introduction to this song. It adds so much to it, and it's amazing. And just the song is incredible, no matter what. But yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it.
0: So you you at least sort of had some sort of a heads-up because we had talked about this. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you had a sort of a heads-up. But there was one person on stage who, in my notes, I wrote down... <laughs> uh, maybe did not have a heads up because when they started doing, uh, that introduction, which for the rest of the band, they'd been doing solidly for almost two months. Um, miles was like, what are <laughs> like, looking around? Like all confused. Um, and I remember that. That yes. is something I did ask him about. I was like, um, it looked like you were very surprised when you heard that, and he's like, "I had no idea
1: <laughs> that they <added> that. <laughs> so he was very confused about that. <laughs> right? I, I think you I think you shared that with me that you had talked to Miles, and he said, "Wait, did I miss a song? Did, did, did I you know su- did I have the wrong set list? Did, was I supposed to know? Is this a new song?" Oh, yeah, I remember he was told. You told me he was totally confused, and he thought he had like they were starting another song. Right, or something all- that he did, yeah, that he had in practice. He had no idea, and he was like. <laughs> totally didn't know what was going on he's like i thought we we're doing nature trail to hell and all of a sudden we're doing funeral for a friend what's going on you know so he he wasn't sure what was going on either but yeah so he he definitely was caught off guard with that one uh on stage yeah for sure uh but yeah i, I you're right i did have a heads up because we talked about it on the podcast <laughs> and you
0: also um, weren't on stage playing <laughs> so. no I, I i right i did it
1: <laughs> Um, I didn't need, I didn't need to know what was coming. Uh, I wasn't going to be a deer in the headlights up on stage. (laughs) Like uh, poor miles was.
0: Well, poor miles (laughs) kicked total butt because once it got into the regular song, he (laughs) was absolutely killing it up there for each um, scream. uh, The part where, where uh, Bermuda screams, he like, he did a funny reaction to it. Like he was way into it. Um, And it was really fun watching him for the song. And I did put a note, I wasn't sure if it was Bermuda yelling or if it was the pre recorded um yells. Mm-hmm. so I, so I, I guess in the in the moment I wasn't sure uh, either way.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't take notes on that, so I don't know. But um overall we'll, we'll, you like that. We'll leave that we'll leave that uh we'll leave that entry in our spreadsheet blank for those okay. filling in the spreadsheet. Okay. Um
0: So then I have that Al um talked about how he is of course, um, you know, known for his raw, unbridled right.
1: sexual energy. He's a, he's a self-aware guy, yeah, right? Right? Know, right. He's, right? He's known. He's he's uh, he's known for two things: his raw, unbridled sexual energy, and of course, uh, the blues—pretty
0: raw American blues music. Um, yep. Which we um, we got generic blues, and I have that on Kimo's side of the stage um that Kamal was up there um on stage taking some pictures.
1: Oh, I didn't catch that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh my notes are that uh you when when the int- song is introduced uh there were red lights up on the stage, but once they got into the actual song itself, uh it was blue lights and uh, we originally thought that was a Dave and Ethan's 2000s weird out podcast suggestion. Um because our uh, our good friend Blair Freeman was uh, <laughs> told us that that's what we suggested, but uh, we did clear that up later. That that it's always been like that, and uh, the obvious choice is of course Blue um, Lights. I guess we're not so brilliant
0: after all. Dave.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so I I wrote down that Miles. I like
1: to think of it. I like to think of it that we uh, both came up with the same amazing idea individually on our own. Right, of course. Um, I wrote down that Miles is having
0: a great time up on stage. You could tell he was absolutely loving life up there. Um, And then I don't know what this is, but I wrote something that says, like, shirt plus ear monitor, question mark, (laughs) glowing with lights. Any idea what that uh, could have meant? Shirt plus ear monitor glowing with lights? No. Hmm. I don't know. All right. I, I felt it necessary to write down, so I've said it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> I my next notes say that uh, Al said this is like the first ever show in Hawaii, so it's very special. Um, the first time they ever played there, uh, so they wanted to do a drum solo reprise. Yes, and uh, Chemo uh, or not Chemo Bermuda uh,
0: hit the drums four times, and <laughs> then they went right into. Frank's 2000 Frank's inch
1: 2000 TV. TV. And my notes for this one um, is that Jackie got up and left during this song. <laughs> she had <laughs> enough! <laughs> <laughs> um, my notes were
0: um, I was wondering, I noticed that they were showing the UHF lights during Frank's 2000 inch TV. Ah. Uh-huh. And so I was then second guessing. I was like, did we get UHF lights for UHF? And then I wrote. Um, a note that said maybe their their lighting was limited because they had to travel um with the equipment overseas and it's a little bit harder oh, okay. to have a full thing so maybe they were more relying on um local venue stuff and i believe i think i think we talked to peaches at some point and he did confirm that that they had a uh, a more limited um light selection just because of they're literally in hawaii and had to fly everything in that makes sense So then we have Al uh, saying, how many of you have been on the Jungle Cruise ride? Um, (laughs) And I think people raised their hand and he sort of like counted and he said, okay, 35.
1: (laughs) He said about 35. And then he explained uh, the Jungle Cruise ride because obviously 35, I'm surprised it was that many, 35 people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that Al actually counted.
0: Um, But he said, for those of you who aren't familiar, he said, a hack stand-up comedian points out the little animatronic things. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote. So I don't know how accurate
1: that is. Um, I should, I should, uh, I should uh, mention that, uh, j- that uh, before the song or as the song was starting, Jackie returned. Oh. So uh, she she only missed Frank's two thousand inch TV, which uh, she told me she absolutely hates that song, uh, which was the reason she got with that. <laughs> Just <kidding>. And <laughs> for a second, uh, I, you I'm had pretty, me. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was a it was a bathroom break. Uh, what I
0: noticed while nothing, Al nothing was else. introducing, uh, which I'm sure people have guessed, is Skipper Dan. Uh, that Miles had actually kept his in-ear headphones that he had put in from Craigslist, his in-ear monitors. Um, oh, really? And I, I know that uh, the reason that Steve puts those in is because when he plays, he prefers to have an actual amp monitor um, for uh, for him, and, and he doesn't prefer the headphones. So maybe it's just a. My, maybe Miles had him in, and he was enjoying it from the Craigslist, and he just kept them
1: um so i didn't notice that but yeah interesting yeah so then of well different styles i mean they're different people what (laughs) (laughs) i know it's hard to believe but they are different people so they do have different uh different styles I do notice that you know i did notice you know throughout i didn't make a lot of notes of it but you know throughout the concert and everything you know miles was you know was having a good time up there but you know he was playing things little bit differently than steve would have played certain things and you know reacting differently than steve but you know they're, they're they're two different people so that that makes sense
0: yeah it was really fun just seeing how much fun he was having on stage um so skipper dan i you know the one Sorry. the one thing that we look yep. for of course the skipper dan um did you write down <laughs> whether we saw it or not dave
1: um let me see uh, i have some notes no i don't have those notes okay uh, so i share don't your you notes or and not, then i'll, I'll share what i wrote
0: down regarding re
1: colon waterfall okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I said look at those hippos they're wiggling their ears and an Al pointed but he pointed uh with two fingers <gasps> uh which well no that's a that's a disney thing right so um apparently i found this out a while back but uh in some cultures, it's it's apparently offensive to point with one finger. So the Disney uh, staff has always told when you're pointing, like if somebody says which way to Space Mountain or which way to the Jungle Cruise or which way to the bathroom, you know, you would you would point oh that way, you know. You, they always point with two fingers because uh, two fingers is not offensive where one finger would be offensive to certain cultures. So I did notice that oh, when Al was pointing, he was pointing with two fingers. So that, that it was a incredible nod to, uh, to, to a totally insider Disney thing <laughs> that uh, Al, that Al picked up. So that, that was, that was pretty cool. I, I, I that was the first time, I mean, maybe he's been doing that all tour, but that was the first time I noticed that uh, Interesting. he was pointing with uh, two fingers uh, when he says, look at those hippos. Um, maybe he was Gingers,
0: he pretending, visually pretending he was wearing Mickey gloves, which only have four fingers. <laughs> so, of course, the first and middle would be
1: attached. So that's my alternate theory, just in case. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it's uh, it's definitely a Disney <laughs> thing, though. That uh, any Disney Disney employee or ex Disney employee will tell you that that's a that's a thing they're told to, to point with two fingers. So that was I thought that was a really nice added thing to the song that most people probably wouldn't pick up on, but I thought that was really cool. It,
0: I it, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I remember being a young boy, and my dad telling me about a drinking game he played in college, where if you pointed, you had to drink. So people would come up with different ways to point to things, and they would use their elbows. Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Al is just playing that game uh, <laughs> with the band in Hawaii. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that 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 is another possibility. <laughs> so there's three Probably theories for you listeners to choose yeah. from.
1: He, you choose the one that you think makes the most sense. You've heard of Occam's Razor, and so you'll know which way to, to go, I think. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it could be one of those three. Could be could be the fact that he's um he's he's doing a a nod to Disney's employees the Disney employee handbook or it could be that uh, he thinks he's Mickey Mouse and he's wearing a glove <laughs> with only four fingers or it could be that he's playing a drinking game with Ethan's father in college and, uh, in college for, and it's a long long going uh, uh, <laughs> drinking game with Ethan's father from college so. Uh, it could, I mean, they're all all equally possible. I think you know, so we'll have to just leave that up to our listeners yeah. to figure out which they we'll, think is the. Real we'll have to ask them. Al next time we,
0: we see him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I do have the. Everyone's waiting. They're like, get get through with this pointing thing. We want to hear about the waterfall. Yeah, there was no waterfall, and this ah! goes back to my theory that they had to have uh, kind of cut down lights. Um, For for these overseas uh, shows So I believe
1: that That is my guess as to why there is no waterfall lights I mean To transport an entire waterfall Overseas (laughs) to multiple countries There's more water around Dave They could have just got more water I mean, there's a whole licensing issue. You need permits. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, you ever try, you ever try going to a different country? They have all different rules around waterfalls. It's, 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 it's you way. Know, you can't even I
0: understand. travel with more than eight ounces of water. Let him... I know, right? You know how, many, I know,
1: right? You you know how much little, little cups of, of, uh, little <laughs> bottles full of shampoo that they would have had to fill with water to, to get, to get that waterfall all the way to Hawaii? I mean, it's incredible. I, I, I don't blame them for, for skipping the the waterfall i mean that that's probably that's probably the reason why al's never played in hawaii before is because he could not figure out how to get the waterfall over to uh to hawaii and uh, finally somebody said hey al why don't you just take the waterfall out of the song skipper dan and he said that's it we're going to hawaii
0: he said he said no that's not exactly it dave they oh, they okay. suggested that he said well i have to i have to bring Add something to the song. If I'm taking out the waterfall, I must add something to that. And that's where the finger pointing idea came from. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you notice, Dave, he only points (laughs) with two fingers when there's no waterfall.
1: He said, "I know. I know if I take the waterfall out, Ethan of Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast is really going to be upset. However, if I put two fingers in for the point, then Dave of Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast will pick up on it and it will make the entire trip worth it." So of course, I, I think he uh,
0: Dave is to Ethan as yin is to yang, so uh, it all cancels yeah. out. <laughs> Well, so
1: and people, this is why our bonus episodes always run over two hours.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, it, it, also it's it's so funny how long these are because we always strive for I don't know if we ever said this out loud, but for the inch episodes our, our quote unquote real episodes, Our goal is for those to be around 45 minutes. That's always been the goal.
1: 45 minutes to an hour at the most. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that, you know, people may be wondering, like, why, why do they do multiple part interviews? Because (laughs) literally from the beginning, we had always had that goal. So, um, there's a little nugget of trivia for those of you who've listened through all this nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) All 35 of you who've been on the Jungle Cruise ride. Um so after jungle cruise ride and after the pointing in the waterfall absence um we we got a story about america about a twine ball <laughs> and um but he he did he he did talk about the um the twine ball that is the biggest one <laughs> yes um, he said he hates that twine ball <laughs> and he said it's uh, shallow uh, pathetic <laughs> yeah. people and that they make him sick. The people who got together as a community to yeah. break the world record, because that's not what this song is about. <laughs> this one's about the
1: biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, um yeah, I, I have those. Yes. Mm-hmm. The biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. That's all I have notes for that. You didn't write anything. I, I wrote shallow, sad, and pathetic people. I Actually, I wrote shallow, sad, and pathetic people. People, they make me sick. So I, <laughs> I wrote people twice. But, but other than that, I had the exact same notes as you. Um, well, so we, of course, heard Biggest Ball
0: of 20 in Minnesota. And um, I talked about a couple um, times throughout the show where I saw Miles doing something that I've seen Steve doing. And this was another one. I, the way I was sitting, I think I was on the aisle of the front row all the way on the Steve side of the stage where Miles was sitting. So he and I were pretty much lined up and he recognized Mm -hmm. me in the audience and we just had a great time goofing with each other (laughs) throughout the song. So we like, we made eye contact and like, you know, you know, when it's like the wave goodbye, I wave to him and he waved back and, you know, it's just like, little things that were just like so silly and he and I were just having a blast doing that um, nice. and that's something that I've, I've done with Steve before so it's just it's so cool to see how you know fun loving and, and cool uh, the whole Jay family is they're just the, the sweetest <laughs> I love all of them yeah alright
1: so the uh, end of the song uh, you have anything else for Paul? Uh, no I, I have the next one I have is for the end of the song Okay, yeah, the end of the song, That's the, I think we probably have the same notes uh, on this one, um, is uh, at the end of the song, Al, uh, this is the last uh, formal song of the night, you know, sometimes they do an encore, and things like that, but let's assume, you know, this is the end of the, the show. He usually uh, introduces the band, and uh, he was going through the band, and he goes through, uh, and he says... Steve uh, Miles J. So he was. He uh, still. He, Steve was such a presence. He's always the entire tour, other than the few shows that Steve that Miles yeah. hold in for Steve. Uh, he's always said, you know, Steve J. You know, as he goes through the the list of people, and it caught him. He forgot Miles was there temporarily, Oops. and then he caught himself <laughs> Miles J. And said Miles J. And then I think us. Uh, I think Miles laughed at that. Yeah, uh, or smiled.
0: And then Al sort of grabbed his heart and he he said, uh, uh, "Thanks for coming out for us, like uh, to uh, to Miles." So that was really sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so then, of course, uh, we we got into our the fun part where Al and the band do not leave the stage during the uh, right. demand for an encore. Um, I saw
1: that um, Ruben uh, threw his towel. <laughs> <laughs> Not just did he throw his towel, he threw it at Melissa, who is the uh, tour manager. <laughs> off, uh... <laughs> um, there, uh, something about someone was yelling at someone. Um... <laughs> I. Yeah. Oh Ruben was yell was, was, was pointing out to the audience and and yelling, um for sure. Uh he, he Ruben sat down on the riser next to uh next to Miles. I believe it was Miles. Next to Miles and uh and we were talking to Al a little bit. Um Jim Kimo West, he was uh looking in his guitar as if he dropped his guitar pick into the uh, <laughs> hole in his guitar and trying to shake it out. And uh Bermuda was doing his uh his tried and true uh, cleaning of the uh, the little plexiglass case that's around his uh, dr- his drum set. Uh, so that was uh, who I what I had written down for the 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 band ac- action is during the little break the, between before the
0: encore. And um, so then they did decide to do an encore, which surprised all of us. And Al started <laughs> talking about um, how oh, in 1987 uh, they toured with the Monkees. And yep. then I have this note it says the late great currently still alive uh Mickey Dolans? <laughs> or did I late the
1: Well he said the late great uh the late great Davy Jones he's uh, he was toured with you know the late great uh Davy Jones and uh I guess the late great still alive, Mickey Dolans. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and the, the the song was uh the last train to Clarksville. Yeah. Uh by the monkeys. Yeah. What does this say?
0: Oh, I noticed that um one of the cases situated next to
1: Chemo on stage uh said Steve J on it. Oh. Yeah, that was a that was yes. I think I wrote that down too, but maybe a little bit later. But uh uh so I, during the song, Miles was definitely getting into uh into it and uh ruben was uh on tambourine during the song and afterwards um al said well thanks for coming to
0: the first hawaii show ever and he said thanks to miles for filling in for his dad And then he said, what a guy,
1: what a guy, what a guy.
0: So add that to the what a guy. Miles J. What a guy. Miles J. What a guy. (laughs) Absolutely. And then I can't believe they did this. They played the unplugged medley. (laughs) 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 And, uh, they played Amish paradise or, you know, clips Mm -hmm. of Amish paradise, uh, smells like Nirvana, white and nerdy, word crimes, Yoda and Yoda Chan," And, yeah. I noticed um, Suzanne and Nina, Al's wife and daughter, over on uh, the gym side of the stage watching during the oh. Unplugged Mudley, which was so sweet.
1: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I, my notes are that, you know, the Amish Paradise got huge cheers, which it always seems to, to get. Um, and that uh, during the Yoda chant, I was... Uh, kind of curious what what miles might do if he would to do all the the motions or not and i know he was watching along um and he did a great job
0: yeah and um i was half paying attention to what you said but uh, (laughs) tell me if you just said this but i was specifically listening uh to the audience for for the hawaiian part where Al says, everybody, oh. <laughs> like, you know, he says this is a really complicated, you know, Hawaiian part and then asks the audience to, uh, to play along. And I, oh. I, I think the audience did better than normal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they got, I think they, they laughed a little bit more than usual, huh? Cause I got the, the joke, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't specifically have notes on that, so I don't remember for a fact, but yeah, that's a good, good point. I, I, the, probably... Didn't even think about it at the time. He does have that little Hawaiian piece in the uh, in the Yoda chant. Uh, Al said, "Mahalo, Hawaii. I love you all." And uh, Ruben went over and he gave a hug to Miles.
0: And uh, you know, one other thing, I, I uh, took note. Um, yeah. This was the first show that I had seen the uh, the Yoda chant since our our good friend and past episode. Uh, arrest guest, um, Napoleon the 14th, uh, Jerry Samuels had passed away. Um, so I, w- I was kind of bummed, you know, but also happy to hear, um, that, that little part of the Yoda chant that is a, a reference to Napoleon. But, um, it was, it had only been a couple of weeks since he passed away. So I was, I was kind of, uh, uh, thinking about him in that mm, moment. And it yeah. was, uh, still pretty fresh. So, um, right. I do have that the show ended at eleven thirteen. Uh, yeah. Grammy award-winning Hawaiian <laughs> slack key guitarist extraordinaire from Canada, Jim Kimo West. Time.
1: <laughs> I was getting longer and longer <laughs> this time. So. <laughs> yeah, so eleven thirteen. I don't think we've I, had a show end that late. I feel like maybe one of any uh, of the others ended after eleven o'clock. Yeah, it seem, f- seemed like a late one. I've, it definitely was a late one but of course they they had an hour of uh warm-up acts between right. chemo and emo and uh they started at nine o'clock so i mean it was a long show to begin with but yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun um now all right uh, at, did I, at this did point i get a set list
0: i i have a picture of a set list but i i th- oh did i get a set list i don't remember <laughs> If I did, I, I probably gave it to you to bring home for me. So you may have uh, taken it from me, Dave, if I did get it.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, I would have I I, I given it back to you. Um. <laughs> no, you gave, yes, you gave me stuff to take home. uh because it fit in my luggage better, um, I can't. Remember and I was taking it. home other things, but so yeah, I I, I know I, I gave you all the stuff I had for you from Hawaii. So if you, so I no longer have that set list. Okay. if there if, was, if a set there list was, in okay. There. <laughs> Who knows? I know you had. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was this show or the next show, but you definitely had a signed set list in the, the stuff I gave back to you. So, well, I will tell you what I got signed um, once we get there. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, so we we're waiting. Well, before we before we get there, uh, there is something that we always do every single episode and we're not getting off the hook this time. So what we decided to do is uh, is give you a few minutes to to go through your notes and and pick out what you think would have been my song of the night.
0: Now, Dave, um, I so off the air, we did discuss that it had been so long that it, it wouldn't be fair to make me uh, write it down since you surely would be. Picking it as, as we listen to everything. Um, but as I was going through my notes, and I, I did not mention this, uh, I did select Dave's speak of the night in the moment um in my notes well, that,
1: that that's funny because as i was going through my notes i actually wrote down what my pick of the night was oh uh, so i i picked my night i picked my song of the night at that that time so uh
0: well so should, it was written. Should so so this is officially
1: this is officially in my uh in my notes so i can't even change my mind if i want. And i to. can't change um, mine so uh so who gets the song first I right? Ha- so I get I get to I get to to reveal what my pick of the night is. All right, Frank. So whenever uh. Zeb's whenever Frank's ready, we'll play Zeb's amazing theme song music for myself. Dave's pick of the night. All right, so this one basically came down to the fact that this is the first time I ever got to hear the uh, Funeral, for a Friend, Funeral for a Friend introduction to this song. Um, it is, like I said, one of my favorite songs to hear on the tour. It, this was, uh, no doubt, I'm absolutely getting to hear uh, Nature Trail to Hell is my pick of the night.
0: All right, let's hear uh, let's hear it, Frank, for the next song. It's Eve. Prediction of Dave's pick of the night. Yeah, I wrote right in the in the notes for that song. <laughs> this one's probably Dave's pick of the night. <laughs> yeah. And it was quite I mean, obvious that it, it, it had yeah. to be. And I, I have to assume it was your pick of the night when when I heard it for the first time too. <laughs> uh, it,
1: <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know uh if i yeah probably uh but yeah absolutely yeah i mean for sure that that song was so cool to hear the introduction for i guess the only wrinkle is we were trying to decide whether or not a chemo set list was included or not as part of the uh the possibilities for uh, pick of the night but i guess since we don't include emo's set we probably shouldn't include chemo's set but i don't think even that would i mean the fact Yes, seeing Kimo perform in Hawaii was amazing, but I don't know that that would have swayed my pick of the night. <laughs> <That was> the, <laughs> nature Trail to Hell, for sure. I mean, it was, it was definitely a highlight. Definitely worth the flight out. Yeah. The five-hour layover in in San Francisco, arriving at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, all that stuff. Definitely worth
0: it. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad to to have my streak back in order. Uh, <laughs> getting, getting the uh, the pick after my my sore yeah. miss uh, with um, uh, Laurie's uh, episode, um, I do oh, wanted to yeah. say that um, before we got to get our photos with Al, um, I saw someone waiting uh, to go in um, in the theater, and they were holding the your mother. Um, album that the oh the, yeah the um, the tribute the album, tribute album yeah. that our our great friend uh, Craig Bill Meyer A.K.A Hotlicks Hoolhand um right. did and someone was sitting there with it and I was like oh my god wow. you have the your mother thing I'm like that that's a super rare thing we're friends with the guy and the the person was like oh, okay like they didn't really care <laughs> <laughs> like, I was all ready to to sit down and have a great conversation and they were like eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, how cool. It, also, while we were waiting before we um we went in, I don't know if it was before or after we actually got the photo, but before the 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 autograph, um, I think I went out to hit the bathroom and I I saw Marnie, and I think you were with me, Dave, and um, she was working on um you know counting up stuff and and doing inventory, and we convinced her to give us the signs that the uh. <laughs> The the locals had made where it just said Weird Al Yankovic merch. The one that you talked about earlier this episode where um, they didn't have the quotes around Weird Al. So um, and they had crossed out Tumblr and water bottles. So they'd apparently sold out of those. Um, So we convinced uh, her to give us those. And I have a little more to say about that when we get there.
1: Um, Do you recall what your uh, photo with Al was? Well, before I, I'm, you're jumping way ahead. If Am go into the photos? I've got, I've got a bunch to talk about before we get oh, to the photos. Oh, all right. I'm just going to take a nap um, while you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, usually at this point uh, on the tour, all the other shows I've been at. Uh, jw halford our good friend comes out and and runs the vip after show because he wasn't on the tour at this point um that responsibility fell to melissa the tour manager oh yeah um, she comes out on stage and she says uh who's been to vip before and she looks down in the front row sees myself you jackie and uh alexis and says not you for <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh, you know, obviously she goes through the speech. I'm, i uh, meanwhile, uh, I'm just, you know, sitting there in the front row, taking, uh, pictures of Melissa up on stage for my own, you know, personal collection. And she yells at me and she says, you stop taking video. And for the record, I was not taking video. I was just taking still pictures. <laughs> <laughs> she did not believe me. I tried to explain that to her. Um, but either way, uh, I was just taking pictures of her. Um, and then, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, we went back. I guess, I guess at that point we must have uh, – she must have told us to go back to row T um, and sit there for a while. Um, and then I guess maybe at that point we went out and – I don't have in the notes when we went out and talked to Marnie. But I guess at that point we must have went out and talked to Marnie. Um, and then um, now we're up to the, the point where they do the pictures and the signing. And I don't remember what my uh, idea was
0: but I have I have two pictures with Al um was this still with the barrier do you remember or was there no barrier uh, it looks like I have no, there it looks like I have a picture where al and I have our arms around each other and I can't remember if I authentically touched al or <laughs> if it was photoshop but I have one photo where it's, like, Al and I holding each other, and we're just, like, our arms are out, and we're just, like, looking up um, in a joyous manner. And then I have one where uh, I'm wearing my Cal Poly architecture shirt, and Al is just, mm-hmm. like, pointing at it, giving a dirty look to the camera. <laughs> so, I don't know what my idea was, but I ended up with those two photos.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they were a little... I, I, I'm trying to... Th- to think i gotta find my photo um i know what i did for it but i i need to to look it up uh to see if there's a, a barrier there or not i'm guessing there wasn't i think it was towards the end of the tour and uh they you know they'd sort of uh, maybe been a little bit more relaxed with with the rules um you know covid still a th- was a thing and is a thing but uh a lot of people have uh sort of learned to live with it a little bit more so you know the the barriers and and have and masks have gone away for a lot of people. Um, so I, i my first initial thought is that there wasn't one. Um, but I'm trying to ask intern Frank to look for proof of that. Uh, but, uh, I'll tell you in a moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm
0: taking a look and I'm, I'm not yeah, really. So, so
1: you know, yeah. So there, there's no, you know, there's definitely no, uh, there's definitely no barriers because in my picture, um, I, I took a picture with, with Jackie and Al and, um, oh, this was interesting. Yeah. So uh, we're, she was also wearing her her weird, the Al Yankovic story, Hawaiian, or, or I guess Aloha shirt that she got from me from the uh, premiere Um if you remember that episode we ran around and picked up all the ones that people left behind in their audience and uh found one in jackie's size and gave it to her for christmas so uh, so she she got she did end up getting one um oh yeah so i see what you guys I, are doing i
0: found your photo
1: so so we're doing so i uh i said well we're in hawaii we got to do that hang loose uh a uh, thing so the three of us are all doing that uh, hang loose uh thing so that's that was uh, our uh, our picture um and then um, I think right after the pictures, we we do the the autographs, right? Oh, there's yeah. Again, they are a little more flexible. I, I guess there were less yeah, people there. Like... They let us take they let us take two pictures, so I have two pictures. One of them we're doing just a smiling face, and the next one, Al's doing this really angry face. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah, I feel like they
0: maybe did two pictures also because they like to have a backup but it was nice that it seems like almost everyone got um two slightly different photos um right and it was i believe it was this show um melissa went through the line with um a post-it note a, a stack of post-it notes and wrote down our names <laughs> and then handed it to us and the idea was when we got up to have our autograph right we would hand al um the or or hand Melissa or whoever was there, the post right, Melissa
1: the Hand Melissa the post and note, and then she would spell the name for for Al right
0: yes. um or did we hold it, or did she just have a stack with her? I can't remember
1: exactly oh yeah, yeah she, had, she I think she went down the line, and uh, just each and page she said, you she have wrote to stay one. in this, yeah. you have to stay in the same order because um I'm gonna write down your name, so then as she, as each person came, she sort of flipped through her little stack of post it notes so she knew who the, who the person was as long as she, everybody stayed in the same order so we so
0: yeah, when it came time to get the autograph, obviously you can choose between um. Or I don't know if they actually gave us the option to have anything you want signed, but I think because they know me and they know I'm I'm not um, a threat and I'm not gonna be handing like poison over or venom, uh, <laughs> they uh, they allowed me to get um, what I wanted signed and what I wanted uh, Al to sign was the <laughs> really crappy uh, merch sign. <laughs> um, Which, uh, as you recall, they did not have the quotes in Weird Al. So I I handed it to Al, and I said, Al, will you fix this for me? So Al fixed it for me. He signed the bottom, and he (laughs) added quotes around Weird Al, but he did add an H to the end of Yankovic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. So I have
0: uh, one of two, I think you have the other one, of these really (laughs) crappy printed scribbled on signs um and then al of course added quotes in the h and it's so funny and it's a prized piece of my collection
1: (laughs) (laughs) so my my note is that uh is that yeah i i do i do remember um i know that uh that for this leg of the tour, and I think it started with uh, when they went overseas, they changed the uh, policy from you have to have the poster signed to you can have anything signed, and maybe that's what would happen with the whole uh, them removing the yeah. uh, piece of plastic. Yeah, because they I, I, think that I don't was think they
0: of, had the barrier yeah. in Europe and in Australia, so it might have just no, been because the barriers were down, they they weren't right. as restrictive there. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: So I know I know I brought I know I brought things with me. I brought. Uh, I brought two things from Weird the Al Yankovic Story from the uh, premiere, and on this one, I had him sign a napkin. Oh, that's um, right. From Weird the Al Yankovic Story. Um, but it was funny. Uh, he may have also signed a poster, I don't remember, because I do have in my notes that um, when I got up to the, the, the stage, and Melissa, the tour manager, obviously knows me. We've been friends for, for years. Um, she's seen me on the tour quite a bit. Um, Al obviously knows me. He recognizes me. I mean, I have been in his movie, you know, he, he knows who I am. Um, so, you know, he, I've been into 225 concerts. He has (laughs) has an idea who I am. Um, so, uh, you know, um, they, they both know me and she comes up and she, like dead pans. Like she doesn't know who I am. And she flips through a book and she goes, Dave, D A V E. Like, to al to spell my name like he like they both don't know who i am <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so that was that was kind of funny. yeah i thought that was a funny moment so i don't remember if uh if uh he signed a poster for me or not um but i i definitely i definitely got the napkin signed for sure yeah that was um, a cool
0: thing to have signed
1: yeah and then uh it was again this was a little looser so al had uh had some time to talk to me. Uh, one of the conversations we had is uh, this was right about the time when we were releasing our episodes um, where we chronicled our time on set of We Are the Ayankovic Story. Um, it was uh, multi-part episodes. And at the time, we had released four of them. And Al uh, was surprised that there was going to be more. He said, "I didn't realize there'd be more than four. I thought I was going to be the only four, uh, <laughs> only f- four part episode." Right. How? And then so he asked me how many episodes were, how many more there were, and um, and I said, "Well, uh, there's two more in the series between us, and then uh, we have another special two more after that." which we as of this recording haven't released yet. Um right. So there's still two more in that series. At um, least two so more. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a uh, still two more in that series, so there's eight total and he was he was surprised and and he was uh <laughs> and for some reason um I think I must have asked him about about something about Jimmy J. J. Factory. Walker, <laughs> yeah, because he talked about he talked he he's mentioned something about yeah. In my notes. J. J. Walker, and he said something like he just saw him a couple days ago, or he or just saw just talked to him recently, or something like that. Um, so that was a uh, so yeah. We have uh, a. I seem to remember that. you he saying talked about J. like J. you Walker. wanted to
0: ask him something, but you didn't know what to ask him, and I I, I think I was just like. Well, I think we were recently talking about like, I wonder how that guy got in the film and you're like, Oh, that's right. And the, so you were like, Oh yeah, I want to ask him that. And I don't remember something what he like said. That, yeah. I don't remember, yeah. <laughs> our, our detective work has failed us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very well. No, I mean, I, I, I know he, he said he, he somehow he was friends with him or he, he knew him or something, but he thought he did an excellent job in his role. He's the, uh old, he's the uh, gentleman, the older gentleman at the end of the film. Um, when, when, uh, Al's working in the factory, and uh, right. Al says, well, what, what is it that we uh, make at this factory anyway? And then <laughs> the, old, the old man just starts laughing, like, oh, <laughs> what do we make at the factory? Good one, you know, and he never gives me a straight answer. Oh,
0: that was uh, such a nice yeah. night, and uh, really fun yeah. show, and um, really cool to see um, Miles uh, step in. It was really cool to see Chemo open the show. Yeah. Um, the, it was fun I, I really I had a great time and and I was really just it, it reassured me that um all of the hassle and, and money to to see him in, <laughs> in, in Hawaii was worth it it just it was oh, such well, a yeah such a great time
1: oh yeah I second that I mean just one more little note before we totally wrap up after the concert we were hanging out outside um, a bit hanging around with Fred and Peggy um, oh yeah yeah outside yeah as well so um i don't know i'm sure alexis was there definitely jackie was there you were there um, so yeah i don't remember if we ended up taking peggy back to her hotel or she ended up taking a cab back or something or i don't remember um oh i think we took her back we took I don't like we drove her back. back i don't remember maybe it was it could have been alexis it could have been both of them i mean i don't know um <laughs> yeah so <laughs> uh Yeah, so I I agree with you 100%. This was, I mean, this was worth the trip just for this one concert. If it was only the one concert, we definitely would have gone anyway. Um, It was certainly Jackie and my first time on the island of Oahu. And I'm so glad we got to spend the time we did there. I'm glad the two of us came out a little bit early to to get to, you know, see the the island. It's It's a Incredibly beautiful island. Waikiki Beach is great if you love beaches. Um, I wouldn't recommend swimming at Sandy Beach. Um, if you're into surfing, I would recommend going there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a really cool island. Um, I'm glad we went. I'm, the concert was just like a topper. It was incredible. It was so much fun. It was it was great to see miles you know performed for the first time ever um, it was great to see the band it was awesome it was totally worth totally worth it for to go out there and that's not all because we do have a second concert that we have to talk about in Hawaii yes on the next episode lots,
0: lots to talk about with that and, and our experience getting between the islands uh, so <laughs> that's right you'll have to listen for that um, but until then That was Dave and Ethan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, fifty centimeter. Dave, I don't know that I really got a, a good look at that little rock that that you were gifted. Can I just just
1: hold it? Oh yeah, the one from the family. Sure, it says Weird Al Rocks Hawaii two thousand twenty three. Isn't it awesome here?
0: Yeah, can I can I hold it myself? Like can you let go of it though? I just want to hold it in my hand. Uh sure. Make sure you
1: (laughs) Somebody stop him! (laughs)